Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. You're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. You know, it's all about balance. It doesn't matter whether you're in politics or on the radio or a lawyer or a plumber. If you let certain parts of your life get out of whack, you've got a lot of plates that you got to keep up and spinning. And if all you do is concentrate on one plate, all the other plates are going to fall. We all have families that we have to keep in balance. We all have the social life and the personal life. We all have our professional life. And for guys like you and I, we also have our spiritual life. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Speaking of spiritual life, a very happy Hanukkah to you. A giant menorah was lit in Calder Plaza. For instance, in downtown Grand Rapids, Hanukkah has begun, and the lighting of the candles has to do with the idea of freedom, religious freedom, peace, and harmony for the entire world. Hanukkah is the festival of lights and commemorates Jerusalem's recovery and rededication of the Second Temple. It also commemorates the candle that stayed lit for eight nights when it only had oil for one. Uh, that was the voice of Congressman Bill Heisinga you heard just a minute ago. Also from West Michigan, the Republican there. And a little bit later as we talk politics, we'll ask, what is a good Republican? Is it hard to tell anymore? Stay tuned for that. It's Michael Patrick Shields from the end of the road at the top of the world with a tale well calculated to keep you in suspense. We get your Monday morning turkey on the road with forecasters warning treacherous holiday travel, life-threatening cold for much of the nation. It's Arctic air that's blowing into an already frigid southern United States, for instance. Much below normal the temperatures are. Potentially record low temperatures, according to the National Weather Service. Santa and the polar air are arriving this week. For instance, temperatures in Jackson, Mississippi, like the song says, will be as low as 13 degrees. Very unusual. Nashville, Tennessee could be down to 5 degrees. And what does that mean for Michigan? The coldest air of the season and a strong Arctic front marching across the eastern two-thirds of the country in the days before Christmas. Here we go. It was a hot game yesterday, though, in Qatar. It's always hot there, but the Argentina is your winner in the World Cup soccer, defeating France in an overtime thriller. Uh, good heavens, it was 3-3 three to three, uh, in extra time, and it was a shootout that decided it. Three to three. That's a lot of scoring in a game like that. Roger Faulkner will join us a little bit later, the man who brought World Cup soccer to Michigan when they played at the Pontiac Silverdome. And uh, he'll talk with us about what happened. Is that an upset? Are too many of the games being decided in shootouts? And what's next for World Cup soccer? 
Congratulations to the Ferris State Bulldogs in uh, Big Rapids, where we're heard on WBRN. They are the NCAA Division II National Champs. Second straight year they've done it. They beat the Colorado School of Mines 41-14 in McKinney, Texas, Saturday. In fact, that's the third title in four years. And they went 14-1 and this season. Their only loss came in the regular season to Grand Valley State University, a team they had to beat again in the playoffs. And Tony Anise, the head coach, joined us last week on the air, said it was one of the most unbelievable seasons he's ever coached in 35 years. Steve Brockelback, the athletic director at Ferris State University, will join us a little later thanks to Tony Cuthbert and the orchestra. We'll hear from Ken Dalifor, too, who played for the Lions. He's excited because the Lions are now 7-7, seven and seven, beating the New York Jets yesterday, and they're in the playoff hunt. It was a 20-17 to 17 win and a squeaker there now. Jets have lost three in a row, and the Lions have won six out of seven, if you can believe that. Jared Goff had a good performance at quarterback, and that is going to make New York even grinchier. Uh, the financial buzz says New York City has the least Christmas cheer and is the grinchiest city of all. They looked at data from 50 cities, which city is the grinchiest, and uh, they found out the Big Apple has the lowest rate of holiday decorations and Christmas tree lots and gift shops and food banks. New York, New York, the Grinch is there. And he's everywhere. By the way, the least grinchiest city in the nation is Hartford, Connecticut, not too far from New York. Not New York, New York. Over on Wall Street, by the way, they're welcoming a new trading week after the Dow lost 282 points on Friday. The S&P was down 43 and the NASDAQ down 105. Rough week last week, except for gas prices. They're down now, too, at their lowest level this year. Dropped 17 cents. So how much is gas right now? 15-gallon fill-up costs $46. Traverse City, where we're heard on WMKT, has the highest prices at $3.37 a gallon. But the average price now, $3.07 a gallon for gas in Michigan. And that's pretty good. A lot of money was spent on movie tickets this weekend. Avatar The Way of Water was the top movie in the United States and Canada. James Cameron's sequel all the way back to 2009 to the original Avatar. $134 million in the debut weekend. And uh, that's a little less than they would have hoped for. But they're finding out that, you know, the movie's over three hours long. And a lot of people want to see it in, in the IMAX 3D version. And so those theaters only have so many seats. And so they're waiting till they get a chance to do that. So it's a bit of a slow burn, it seems like, for Avatar. Two-thirds of the country think we're on the wrong track, according to the latest poll from USA Today. Uh, the uh, majority have little confidence in any political party or branch of government. They don't think they're equipped to handle the challenges ahead. Well, that's a bummer, and it's the economy, stupid. The biggest concern on Americans' radar is the economy and inflation. And speaking of polls, Elon Musk is asking his Twitter, what do you call them, subscribers, I guess, uh, if he should step down as the head of Twitter. And when the poll results are in, he says he'll abide by the results. He says, be careful what you wish for. You just might get it. 50% of the voters right now are saying he should step down. He just bought Twitter. Wouldn't he crank people up if he quit? And since he owns it, assign somebody they like even less. 
Debbie Stabenow, the Democrat senator, United States, from Lansing, said she will be donating the money she got from Sam Bankman-Fried, the crypto creep, to a local charity. She got a $20,000 donation from his Ponzi scheme. And that crypto billionaire, who's now in jail in the Bahamas, has decided not to fight extradition to the United States. You know why? The jail cell he's going to be in doesn't have a toilet, doesn't have running water, it's a little concrete little bunker, and uh, I think he's decided that better than staying in the Bahamas in that condition, you got to come face the music, I guess, in the United States, okay? Yeah, he went from living in a $30 million sort of condo there in the Bahamas to staying in a concrete cell for the Ponzi scheme that he enacted having to do with cryptocurrency. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T microphones. I'm so glad we're back together. It's Monday. Ring in the riches at Firekeepers. We're giving away 175000 in prizes with the Ring in the Riches giveaway on Friday, December 30th. You could win up to 23000 cash or one of two new GMC SUVs. Earn entries daily for the drawings on December 30th. At 2 p.m., six winners will each get 2300 in Red Hot credits. At 4 p.m., three players will each win 2300 in Red Hot credits and 2300 cash. At 6 p.m., one player will score $23,000 cash. And at 8 p.m., one player wins a GMC Acadia. Then at 10 p.m., it's a grand prize drawing for a GMC Yukon AT4. Don't miss the Ring and the Riches giveaway on December 30th. The best giveaways, the biggest guaranteed prizes only at Firekeepers. Get your Vegas on at Firekeepers Casino Hotel, I-94 to exit 104 in Battle Creek. Management reserves all rights. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. The sequel to the highest grossing movie of all time reportedly is already lining up the box office. Trey Thomas has the story. The way of water connects all things. According to Deadline.com, director James Cameron's Avatar The Way of Water is on its way to earning $17 million in its first night from showings that began Thursday afternoon. Cameron's Avatar is the all-time box office champ. The film has made $2.9 billion since its release in 2009. I'm Trey Thomas. Jane Fonda's cancer is in remission. 
The actress revealed she had been diagnosed with non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in September. Yesterday, in a post on Instagram, she said it is in remission and she can discontinue chemo. She called it the best birthday present ever as she is set to turn 85 next week. Oscar-winning actor Kevin Spacey due to appear in a London court by video link today on seven new sex offense charges. The two-time Academy Award winner is charged with sexually assaulting a man a number of times between 2001 and 2004. Prosecutors say the 63-year-old Spacey assaulted the man while the actor was serving as artistic director at the Old Vic Theater. And Broadway theaters may be open for business, but the industry isn't bouncing back from the pandemic as well as New York City had hoped. After 35 years, the Broadway stalwart Phantom of the Opera is shuddering, casting unease across the industry. Karen Greco, who worked for years in theater PR, says nobody wants to admit that they're not selling tickets and audiences aren't coming back. That's entertainment. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. center. Justin Jackson alone back. Goff's going to throw it. Back and looking. Throws wide open left side. Brock Wright with it. To the 30. Brock Wright 25. Brock Wright 20. Comes back in the 10. To the 5. Yes. To the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Oh my. 51 yards. Goff to Brock Wright. And the Lions are back in front. Oh ah, baby. They're... How big is that? How sweet it is. Back in the playoff chase for the first time in a long time. The Detroit Lions... We'll talk about that in just a couple of minutes with the guy who played for the Detroit Lions, Ken Delafore. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Uh, if you thought uh, the legislature was working for you last year, the House and the Senate met fewer times in 2022 than in any calendar year since 1950. They didn't even have full-time legislature back in 1950. <laughs> and this one is full-time, and they only took attendance on 54 days. The Senate, 62 days. How about that? What does that mean? I don't know. Maybe it's best that they not be too active. But that's the body count for you, if you will, in terms of work days that MERS News has assembled for you. Uh, we never let the birthday of a beautiful person pass without taking note. Jennifer Beals is 59 today from Flashdance. And Melissa Milano, who campaigned for Governor Whitmer, is 50 today. Happy birthday to them on this uh, early uh, in the Hanukkah week here, the eight crazy nights, as Adam Sandler called it. Uh, by the way, uh, with a, since we mentioned Jennifer Beals and Alyssa Milano and that the Avatar movie did very well, I'll give you two quick Hollywood stories from our studios here in Beverly Hills, California. Tony Cuthbert knows this, that Saturday night I was watching the Dolphins and the Buffalo Bills, and I had set up at the end of the bar at the Four Seasons Los Angeles, which is in Beverly Hills, and I had my laptop, and I was bunkered in to watch the snowy game from Buffalo. And as I was sitting there minding my own business, writing a column about Florence and Venice, a voice came in my left ear, unmistakable voice, in the bar stool next to me. And it was Dave Chappelle, the comedian. You know, he's got that little bit of a growl in his voice like that. <laughs> I'm like, I said, I know who that is. <laughs> But I played it cool, and he was only there for a minute. But uh, um, Tony Cuthbert, I texted him. I said, Dave Chappelle's sitting next to me. And uh, this is how smart Tony Cuthbert is. Within a second, he figured out what's Dave Chappelle doing over there. And he was having a pop-up show at the Peppermint Lounge in about an hour and a half after he was sitting next to me. 
And uh, I quickly, you know, tickets were sold out. I don't know what qualifies, how much advance notice there is for something to be considered a pop-up show. But um, inviting yourself to the party and being at the right place at the right time can be funny. And it was the other night. And then last night over at Dan Tana's, this uh, really sort of uh, elegant elderly fella sat next to me with a scarf. Started chatting me up a little bit. And somehow the Elvis movie came up. And I said, uh, did you see the Elvis movie? He says, oh, yes, I saw that Lisa Marie's house. <laughs> I said, Lisa Marie Presley. Yes. And Priscilla was there, too. And I said, of course they were. You're going to see the Elvis movie with the royal family of Elvis. And he said, by the way, for what it's worth, they very much liked the movie, even though at some points it was hard to watch. So, anyway, there's some tales from the front for you. Uh, the big front was the NFL, and what a weekend it was. The Vikings were down 33 at halftime and came back to win? Astonishing. Largest and, comeback in NFL history. Geez, oh, man, that's amazing, too. And the Lions have stayed alive now. 20-17 to 17 win on the road at the Jets. Jared Goff, 23. He threw 38 passes for 252 yards and a touchdown, and... Uh, was a close one, a squeaker at the end there, and Ken Dallifor was watching. He's played for the Lions. We now have a team that is 7-7 uh, seven and seven and going to Carolina on Saturday with a chance to go to the playoffs. Ken, how about it? What are they doing right? <laughs> they're, they're, they're doing a lot of things right. Uh, all the foundational stuff is uh, starting to play out and wins, and they've got a group of young guys that, that can run and well-coached and and uh, football's important to them, and it, it's starting to show in the results. So it's it's pretty fun. If you didn't hear Dan Miller on the radio, he he was he was um, outstanding in his his call of the game, if you will. So it was a good good Sunday. So many times you hear Dan Miller's voice being dejected. It was nice to hear the other side of the coin. There, he's allowing himself to believe it. it, it oh yeah, he's he's fully in. Uh, I think a lot of people are, and. Uh, it's exciting to have a, a a team to talk about in December that's got a shot at uh, winning out, perhaps, and being in the playoffs. It's just just more exciting than not. A little bit of luck involved yesterday, too, fair to say? You know, uh, the harder you work, the luckier you get. And I think that's uh, what the Lions are experiencing right now and um, using that momentum to continue. But, yeah, winning always has a little bit of luck involved. How about where you sat where you sat in the bar and who sat next to you and your stories previous to this? It's a little bit of luck, right? Yeah, and putting yourself in position, I guess, and inviting yourself to the party. And then what you do with it from there is a, a decision that you make and, and, and you live it out, as you say. So this is pretty exciting. And you're, you think uh, that they have – I saw the sort of charts yesterday, and it looks like they call the Lions in the hunt, technically, to make the playoffs. Yeah, we're on the bottom of that chart, but we're in the hunt. Um, it's, it's, boy, you know, it's, it's hard to win in the NFL. Uh, but when you get on a roll and momentum is starting to play your way, uh, confidence comes and you, you find a way like yesterday to, to win when, when maybe, uh, the chips look like they're a little bit down. Pretty damned exciting. Thank you very much and congratulate. By the way, Merry Christmas to you and Karen and your family. And, you you know, you're a grandpa a couple of times now, too. And so I'm really happy for you and the work that you've put in, not only as an NFL player, but as a business executive. And more to the point, a leader and a friend to people who uh, Ken does something anonymously every month for some friends that comes through the mail to inspire us and to 
really remind us that he cares about us and is very, very sweet of you. And I, and I love you and Merry Christmas to you, sir. All back at you, Michael Patrick, and thank you for having me on. It's, it's always fun. And uh, to all the listeners, uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and Happy New Year. Dreaming of the playoffs in Honolulu blue and silver tones. It's Ken Dallafor with Michael Patrick Shields. The CDC is announcing new metrics regarding childhood obesity. Matt Mattinson with details. New charts when measuring body mass index for those between the ages of 2 and 19 years old. The new measurements say a BMI greater than or equal to 120% is considered severely obese. The CDC says the previous charts did not extend high enough as the number of kids considered severely obese continues to climb. Only 14% of diagnosed cancers are detected by a recommended screening test. That's according to a report from the National Opinion Research Center out of the University of Chicago. It says most cancers are found once a patient shows symptoms or seeks imaging or medical care for other reasons. Only breast, cervical, colorectal, and lung cancer have screening tests recommended for use by the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC. News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Republican Congressman Fred Upton. I think it's probably more to your liking to be called a problem solver as opposed to a moderate, don't you? You're right. A governing Republican. I'm going to miss not being a problem solver with my colleagues, both Republican and Democrat. But, you know, that middle, they've got to perform. We'll finish things up and give people hugs in this Congress. will come to a close. Congressman Fred Upton still has a chance to be Speaker of the House, and he uh, is saying that he's supporting Representative McCarthy. But I think in his heart of hearts, he'd love to do it. I mean, we'd love him to do it. He'd be a problem-solving speaker instead of a partisan speaker. Mind you, he's a Republican, as you heard him say. But could it still happen? Something to wish for at Christmas, I think that would be really, really fun. At Meyer, you get more of the things you want most, more local produce, more home decor, more free prescriptions, and more importantly, you get them all for less at Meyer. Why would you pay more? The Lord has given me a well-instructed tongue to know the word that sustains the weary. He wakens me morning by morning. And if you wake up today and you say, I want to go downtown Detroit, uh, Chris Moyer that visits Detroit, has some ideas about how you can navigate the D. The Q line is Detroit's streetcar. It goes up and down Woodward from Grand Boulevard all the way down to the river. It allows you to park your car, move around safely, and just have a great time without worrying about parking. Move throughout the city, see the attractions, see downtown, come to the ice rink at Campus Marshes, go to the lodges and the holiday market at Cadillac Square, get some great food downtown, and then head back up on the queue line to where your car is parked. For both visitors and residents, is a fantastic way to reduce traffic congestion downtown, increase mobility, increase walkability, and increase the quality of life. Change is big. It's solar panels and batteries powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home, and Consumers Energy is making it happen. If you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. And you can learn more at ConsumersEnergy.com slash clean energy. If you're doing some Christmas shopping and you're kind of wondering what to do or maybe... 
Want to give away some New Year's presents? Don't forget Holiday Instants from the Michigan Lottery are the perfect gift to light up the season for friends or family. A little holiday play can make your day. You made my day by being here with us. It's Michael Patrick Shields through the AT&T Microphones. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The House January 6th Committee is finalizing plans to issue at least three criminal referrals for former President Trump. Legal analyst Chuck Rosenberg says while the referral is historic, it doesn't necessarily mandate any action. It has a huge symbolic value um, and a huge historical value from the perspective of the committee. Um, but from the perspective of the Department of Justice, it is almost literally completely meaningless. NBC News reports that the committee met Sunday. The charge is expected to be pursued when the committee publicly gathers and votes today, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the government, and inciting or assisting an insurrection. On his Truth social platform, Trump referred to the committee investigating the January 6th insurrection as, in his words, thugs and scoundrels. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. More from Mark Mayfield. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm, with windshield temperatures in the 20s expected as far south as Texas. Areas of North and South Dakota could be in for a brutal awakening, as the wind chill could be close to minus 40 degrees by late in the week. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least 36 people are injured following turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. Hawaiian Air Executive Vice President John Snook says everyone should make a full recovery. Also grateful uh, that it seems at this moment that none of those guests that were transported to hospital are in critical condition. Uh, And so we, we certainly hope that they will make a speedy recovery. The flight hit severe turbulence about 30 minutes before landing with some passengers sent flying from their seats. Hawaiian Airlines said the flight landed safely in Honolulu following the turbulence with 20 people taken to emergency rooms. 11 were in serious condition and 9 were in stable condition. It's unclear how many were passengers or crew. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Elon Musk is once again asking major questions via a Twitter poll. The social media's CEO posted a tweet asking if he should step down as head of Twitter, saying he will abide by the results. The poll had almost 10 million votes by late Sunday night, with 56% of the votes saying he should step down. A follow-up tweet from Musk said, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish, as you might get it. Twitter walking back a policy prohibiting users from promoting their accounts on several other major social media sites. Less than 24 hours after the policy was introduced, it was deleted. Instead, a company account at Twitter Safety is running a poll asking users if creating accounts to promote other platforms should be banned. The initial policy came into existence after users began posting links to their accounts on other websites after Elon Musk took over as CEO. Twitter had said it would remove accounts created only to promote other platforms and content containing links and usernames for platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, and Truth Social. And former crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried doing court in the Bahamas today. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. So this is Christmas. And what have you done? Another year over. Well, one of the more concerning stories at Christmas is that people are leaving religion. There's a mass exodus from Christianity underway. 
And uh, it's less about abortion and gay marriage, and it's just more about young people becoming what sociologists are calling nonverts, in that they just don't believe in sort of anything. It's like a secular America. Now, that headline might be misleading, a mass exodus. I don't know what qualifies as a mass exodus from Christianity, but um, it's an interesting premise at Christmas. Nonverts, the making of ex-Christian America. And the devil's doing a pretty good job, isn't he, of uh, driving God out of our lives and our schools and our Internet and all the rest of it. One of the great uh, Catholics that you'll ever meet is one of the most trustable people you'll ever meet, too. He used to be chair of the Michigan Republican Party. He worked with Bill Schuette. He worked with Governor Engler and now a lecturer in public policy at the Gerald R. Ford School of Public Policy at the University of Michigan. Rusty Hills, welcome to the airwaves through the AT&T microphones, and Merry Christmas, sir. Well, Merry Christmas, Michael Patrick, you and everyone listening this morning. Are Republicans leaving in droves to the party? And a second to that, I'd, I'd ask you, what is a Republican these days, if you could describe one to one of your students? Well, if I was a cynic, I'd say uh, to sort of channel my inner John Engler, a Republican is uh, uh, someone who votes for a Republican Speaker of the House and a Senate Majority Leader. Uh, but... Uh, more broadly, I'd say, uh, you know, a common sense problem solver, someone who's serious about resolving some of the issues we face. And because because I worked for Reagan way back in the day, I, I always like his three-legged stool, which is you know, we want to have an effective government, but we want to have it as small as we possibly can because we believe in the power of the private sector because we want to strengthen Main Street and small businesses. We want to have a solid defense, and these days that encompasses not just not just money to the Defense Department. I don't want to throw money at that, but cyber uh, threats and uh, and intelligence is just as important. And then, lastly, to pick up on where you started, we we tend to be the more traditional party when it comes to social issues. And and uh, you talked about nonverts or, or quoted a story about that. I. I like to think of the family as the building block of society, and so we ought to be the party that really works to strengthen the family and, and pursues policies where, where families are helped and put together and helped to thrive. And when you see strong, traditional families, uh, those communities tend to do best. They have better education, uh, better jobs, all that sort of stuff. And where you don't, that's where there's struggles, and government has to step in. And government is a um, not a perfect substitute for the family. So that's where I would describe it. Well, I don't want to get, boy, I could go, I could go on all hour with you or two hours or three hours, but I don't want to get too far in the weeds because I do want to share with you, if you haven't seen it yet, the Monmouth University poll, and they describe Republicanism as small government, just as you did, America Uh first, liberty and freedom, religious values, and personal responsibility. And it seems to me you've touched all those bases. Yeah, yeah. Personal responsibility, freedom. I think that's those are all good things, and we ought to strive for those uh, as best we can in our public policies. Yeah. Let's look at this Monmouth University poll and sort of do a little test, since you are the professor. Uh-huh. Uh, the the question that they posed: <laughs> Can you be a good Republican and support the following? And I guess I would ask you, because you were a party chair, also to sort of go ahead and deem the Rusty Hill stamp of approval. 
Can you be a good Republican and support acknowledging that Biden was legitimately elected? Oh, yeah. Look, I mean, we got to we got to be based on facts and reality. Biden won the election. He's been president for two years. We got to get past that and focus on real issues that we're dealing with. Michigan, the biggest issue that I see is we got to be a pro-growth state. And, you know, we got to be worried about how do we keep our schools and universities growing because we're losing young people. I mean, we got some great schools. I teach at University of Michigan. Michigan State's a great school. Wayne State. But we spend all this money to educate our, our best and brightest young children, young kids, young men and women, and then they leave and go to other states. They go to Boston, New York, Chicago, Indianapolis. we got a real problem. we got to be able to keep these students here and attract others. So what do we have to do to make a pro-growth strategy to make Michigan an attractive state to bring people? That's what we need to be focused on. And let me just say, I saw the Monmouth poll. poll Mm-hmm. And when I was party chair, we had a big tent. Like, I mean, we had pro-life Republicans, which I am. We also had pro-choice Republicans. We had tax-cutting Republicans. But we also raised taxes. I, I recall we raised the gas tax to try and fix the roads. And roads were a lot better back in those days. So uh, we had a huge, huge tent with a lot of different people. But they were good people looking to solve problems with common sense. Sometimes they came up with different solutions. Uh, but we sorted it out, and, um, you know, Michigan was doing pretty well back back in the 90s. Uh, our unemployment was down about 3%. Anybody wanted a job could get a job. Roads were better. I thought we had great public schools, and, uh, you know, we, we could take a page out of those books again. It wasn't a bad time. So Father Jake Folio used to embrace the phrase, all are welcome. You're saying that you can be a Republican and understand that sometimes there's a need for tax increases, that maybe uh, some illegal immigrants can stay in the United States, maybe there's an expansion of Medicaid, maybe it's time to recognize that same-sex marriage is part of America, that kind of thing? Well, I'm just saying that as party chair, it wasn't my job to tell people what to think. It was my job to elect Republicans. So, so let's yeah. be real clear about what my job was. And, uh, and we tried to do the best job we could. And when we had Republican majorities, I think we had better public policies. And um, it was reflected in the fact that unemployment was low, get a lot of funds, a lot of support to public education, including higher education. Um, life was pretty good back then. Now, we didn't solve every problem, but, but we solved a lot of problems. And um, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm pretty ecumenical. Um, you know, you talked about non-verts. I, I was a convert. I just wanted people to come into the tent, you know, say they worshipped yeah. with us, and then we'd sort it out later. And let's try and move the public policy agenda forward. And I think uh, I think if we adopted that policy um, and focused on the real problems we're looking at, we'd get a lot more done. You don't want to be Michigan's party chair again, do you? No, I don't want to be Michigan's party chair again. Because I don't. I, I think I was given a mandate to go back to private life. Okay. Um, Thank you. Speaking of public life, that Monmouth poll seems to show Ron DeSantis as the Republican favorite right now in terms of satisfaction above Donald Trump, Ted Cruz, Marco Rubio, even Nikki Haley, the usual suspects. Yeah, you know, he might be. The question really is um, how crowded does the primary become? That's that's question 1A. And then question 1B is how serious do these legal troubles uh, unfold? Uh, that are surrounding former President Donald Trump. Uh, my sense is that these things are going to get worse uh, before they get better for him. And um, 
so I'm going to be watching those very, very closely as the weeks and months unfold. Superb to hear your voice again. Merry Christmas to you. Thank you for being the voice of reason and the big pet and all you the welcome. you got the best job in the teams. world. Enjoy it. I learned so much from talking to people like you. And by the way, since you lecture at the University of Michigan, will you be coming to the national championship game at SoFi if they win the semi? <laughs> I'll be there in spirit. I'll be ah. cheering on the Wolverines in spirit. I heard the tickets are $4,000. I'll be there in spirit, too. Speaking of spirit, Merry Christmas to Rusty Hills from Michael Patrick Shields. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at aveloair.com. That's A-V-E-L-O-Air.com. And fly Lansing. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm, with wind chill temperatures in the 20s expected to go as far south as Texas. Ukrainian ambassador to the United States Oksana Markarova says Russian missile strikes have wiped out roughly 50% of Ukraine's energy grid. Appearing on ABC's This Week, Markarova said it's time to start holding Russian President Vladimir Putin accountable for his actions. I, I think it's the moment when we stop listening and analyzing what he says and focus on A, winning, and B, uh, taking him into accountability and actually working on a tribunal. Marka Rova also reiterated Ukraine's need for air defense systems across the country. And to no one's surprise, Avatar The Way of Water is this week's top movie in the U.S. and Canada. It earned $134 million at its debut weekend. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Dias Maraguich to all the Irish listening this morning. 
including Judge Neil Mullally in Muskegon. It's Michael Patrick Shields at the Michigan Irish American Hall of Fame. And it's Christmas time in Ireland, and pretty soon it'll be St. Patrick's Day time, too. And the president, Joe Biden, is at it again. Last year, earlier this year, I should say, at St. Patrick's Day, he made a quip about being Irish and not being stupid. And it was just weird to put Irish and stupid together in the same sentence like that. Well, he did it again, speaking uh, to veterans this weekend. I think it was Friday. And I'm not sure what to make of it. You know, being of Irish descent and embracing the Irish culture, uh, the president rolled out this old line again. Uh, you know, and, and I think people were surprised because it really had nothing to do with the setting he was in. He's 80 years old, and here it is. I may be Irish, but I'm not stupid. I married Dominic Giacoppa's daughter, so, you know, I got a little Italian in me now. You know? Yeah, I guess he uh, thinks that's funny. Thing is, um, you know, not to put too fine a point on it, but he married Dominic Giacapa's granddaughter, not his daughter. But that's the first part that I find vexing. What does that mean? I may be I may Irish, be but I'm Irish. Not stupid. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Should we be offended like that if we're of Irish descent, or if you're in fact Irish? What if he said that about Polish people? I, I may be Polish, but I'm not stupid. Is he suggesting that the Irish are stupid? What would Paul Long say about that? He's of Irish descent at the Michigan Catholic Conference. What would all the other great Irish... Tim McGuire, what would he say about that? He loves being Irish. He and his father, Barry, are in the Michigan Irish American Hall of Fame. What would John McMurray say? He's in the Irish Hall of Fame, too. So I'm very curious about that. Um, President also... Had some whoppers this weekend, too. He was sort of, you know, sometimes he gets a little feisty there, and he thinks he's funny, and he thinks he's tough. He puts on those aviator sunglasses, and he was talking about burn pits. And listen to this incendiary, if you'll pardon the pun, language that he used. And I mean that. I made it real clear to the United States Congress, if they didn't pass this damn burn pit bill, I was going to go on holy war. Not a joke. Not a joke. Holy war. Damn, and he puts in a little, you know, peppery language like that, too. Um, then, uh, also from time to time, he says things that aren't the least bit factual. He told a story this weekend where he talked about getting medals back for his uncle or his grandfather or something like that. And when he was vice president, he got some of his military medals, but there was no timeline where that possibly could be true. And then he talked about statistics and suicide. Well, she'll be able to come in in 10 days, two weeks. More people have died from suicide, 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 than any other cause in the last three, five years. Don't think that's true statistically, but he stated it three times, three times three times but statistics don't bear it out so i don't know what to make of that i may be irish but i'm not stupid it's michael patrick shields if you're english i'm harry and megan they want an apology and a summit or they're not going to accept a gracious invitation to the coronation of well his father who is king charles the coronation is going to be in may 
And uh, there was speculation that after they put this documentary out that they wouldn't be invited. Well, it turns out they're going to be invited. And they said, oh, yeah? Well, we're not coming unless we get an apology and a summit. Uh, So, anyway, over on that side of the pond, it's not all sunshine and roses there either. It's a castle, but it's not a European castle. It's, in fact, the Disney castle. And the Disney castle is... um, Well, it's been seized by Bob Iger, who uh, undermined, according to a story this weekend in the Wall Street Journal, his own successor, Bob Chapek, who got advanced degree at Michigan State University. Apparently, Bob Iger, who was 15 years with the company and wrote a book about it called Ride of a Lifetime, basically was unhappy with his successor and thought that he was doing a terrible job. And he let enough people know that. He thought he was incompetent. And eventually they called Iger and said, you know what? You want to come back? Would you come back? And he came back. And uh, it's one of the great skullduggery stories in business. And So welcome back, Bob Iger. And Bob Chapek has a massive house up there overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And I always wonder what happens to giants like that who headed huge corporations like Disney. And will Disney now merge with Netflix? Amazingly, Netflix is almost as worth as much as Disney. And I'm told also that the Disney stock had a little spike when Iger came back right around Thanksgiving, but that's all dissipated by now. It's very complicated. Leadership. Leaders don't just meet expectations, they shatter them. And you can discover your own inner leader at Oakland University. Learn more at oakland.edu slash future students. We are going to talk about the um, development in Traverse City and leadership there with Trevor Dukach a little bit later this week. Stick around for that, too. That might be a good place for you to go at um, Christmas time or for New Year's Eve or even after that. Meanwhile, it's Hanukkah, and uh, Adam Sandler will roll us out with his Hanukkah song. We have Christmas carols. Why not a Hanukkah song? Put on your yarmulke, here comes Hanukkah. So much Hanukkah to celebrate Hanukkah. Hanukkah is a festival of lights. Instead of one day of presents, we have eight crazy nights. <laughs> when you feel like the only kid in town without a Christmas tree, here's a list of people who are Jewish, just like you and me. <laughs> Lights the menorah. Starting route to top 10 state status. Proceed to the plan. The road to top 10 plan from business leaders from Michigan charts a course for Michigan's growth with key landmarks along the way. Turn right to compete for good jobs. Like bringing quality jobs to Michigan, investing in education and job training, rebuilding our infrastructure, and more. And if we follow the plan, you have reached your destination. Top 10 state status. Read the full plan at Michigan's Road to Top 10.com. 
Get more for your money when you shop your holiday meal and more at Meyer. Find delicious Meyer spiral sliced ham for just 89 cents per pound, limit two. And get 50% off the entire stock of holiday apparel for the family. And 50 to 60% off select outerwear for the family. Plus, get an additional 15% off your total toy department purchase with Emperks. Get more for your money and get the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app. Derek McKinnon with a 26-yard touchdown run in overtime to get the Chiefs to win over the Texans to clinch their seventh straight AFC West title. Rayshon Jenkins took an interception 52 yards to the house in overtime as the Jags walked off the Cowboys. Cowboys still clinched a playoff berth after the Commanders fell to the Giants. Jalen Hurts ran in three touchdowns as the Eagles took down the Bears to tie their franchise record with 13 wins on the season. Nikola Jokic with 40 points, career-high 27 boards, as well as 10 dimes for the triple-double to get the Nuggets to win over the Hornets. LeBron James dropped in a game-high 33 to lead the Lakers past the Wizards in L.A. Lakers will be without Anthony Davis for at least a month due to a foot injury. Argentina beat France in a shootout to win the World Cup. That's sports. Ron Zamas, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Let's talk some sports with Tony Cuthbert. It's Michael Patrick Shields and Eastern Michigan University. The Eagles are going to clash with San Jose State tomorrow in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl in Boise. And he's got the rest of the sports. Real quickly, there is one other bowl game today, and that will be Marshall versus UConn. That is the Myrtle Beach Bowl in Conway, South Carolina, if you are absolutely desperate to watch something during the day. We do know the Lions were victorious over the Jets yesterday, 20-17, to 17, so I'm going to try to break this down in terms of the playoff scenario as we sit right now because we talk about the Lions being in the graphic, the picture, and what it will take to get in there. Let's say this upcoming weekend, the Lions play on Christmas Eve, Saturday afternoon. If the Lions beat the Panthers, probable. If the Seahawks lose on the road to the Chiefs, almost a guarantee, and then the Commanders lose on the road to the 49ers. According to the Vegas odds, that will happen. The Lions will indeed, in time for Christmas, be in position with the final playoff spot in the NFL. So we just need three things to occur properly, and there you go. Merry Christmas, everyone, when it comes to that. Some of the action from yesterday. It was the Eagles over the Bears 25-20. to Jacksonville and P.S. They came to Detroit. They got absolutely walloped, and they've been terrific ever since then. They beat the Cowboys in overtime, forty to thirty-four. One of the craziest things you will ever see is the finale of the Raiders Patriots game. Game was tied at twenty-four. Patriots have the ball in the fourth quarter, basically with a second left on the clock. 
you know, you can just take a knee and go to overtime and try it out there. Instead, they go full crazy mode and do laterals and do this and do that, everything wrong. And eventually one of those lateral passes it went to a Raiders lineman or and he took the ball and ran it back for a touchdown. Usually any Bill Belichick coach team is so buttoned up, nothing like this would happen. But we must remember who their offensive coordinator is. None other than former Lions head coach Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia. Yes, so he maybe is was in the office last night, let's say, if he indeed called something like that. Uh, the Bengals oh, over the Buccaneers, 34-23. to 23. The Buccaneers not looking good with Tom Brady behind center. Third, or, uh, Sunday night football, Giants over the Commanders. That's a bit of an upset, 20-12. to 12. And then we have Monday night football tonight. Prior to the season beginning, this was uh, something you would have circled on your calendar as a marquee matchup for the NFL season. Los Angeles Rams at the Green Bay Packers. Unfortunately, this is a dud. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. Congratulations again to Ferris State University. The Bulldogs are football national championships after their win this weekend. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm, with wind chill temperatures in the 20s expected to go as far south as Texas. Ukrainian ambassador to the United States Oksana Markarova says Russian missile strikes have wiped out roughly 50% of Ukraine's energy grid. Appearing on ABC's This Week, Markarova said it's time to start holding Russian President Vladimir Putin accountable for his actions. I, I think it's the moment when we stop listening and analyzing what he says and focus on A, winning, and B, uh, taking him into accountability and actually working on a tribunal. Markarova also reiterated Ukraine's need for air defense systems across the country. And to no one's surprise, Avatar The Way of Water is this week's top movie in the U.S. and Canada. It earned $134 million at its debut weekend. Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. The major winter storm that has been hammering the northern plains states will weaken today, finally, after several days of heavy snow and high winds from big sky country across through the Great Lakes. Continuing wind gusts, however, today will lead to more blizzard conditions in some parts of the upper Midwest and the northern Great Lakes. Further east, a separate storm system moving up the northern and mid-Atlantic coastline will push northeastward and bring a lot of snow to the interior northeast and a lot of rain to cities like Boston, Portland, Maine, Providence, Rhode Island, and New York City. The storm could produce as much as two feet of heavy snow over the high terrain of the Adirondacks in New York State, as well as the Green Mountains of Vermont and the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Heavy lake effect snow quite possible along the southern coastlines of Lakes Ontario and Erie. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. The House January 6th Committee is finalizing plans to issue at least three criminal referrals for former President Trump. Legal analyst Chuck Rosenberg says while the referral is historic, it doesn't necessarily mandate any action. It has a huge symbolic value um, and a huge historical value from the perspective of the committee. Um, but from the perspective of the Department of Justice, it is 
almost literally completely meaningless. NBC News reports that the committee met Sunday. The charge is expected to be pursued when the committee publicly gathers and votes today, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the government, and inciting or assisting an insurrection. On his Truth social platform, Trump referred to the committee investigating the January 6th insurrection as, in his words, thugs and scoundrels. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. More from Mark Mayfield. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm, with wind chill temperatures in the 20s expected as far south as Texas. Areas of North and South Dakota could be in for a brutal awakening, as the wind chill could be close to minus 40 degrees by late in the week. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least 36 people are injured following turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. Hawaiian Air Executive Vice President John Snook says everyone should make a full recovery. Also grateful uh, that it seems at this moment that none of those guests that were transported to hospital are in critical condition. Uh, And so we, we certainly hope that they will make a speedy recovery. The flight hit severe turbulence about 30 minutes before landing with some passengers sent flying from their seats. Hawaiian Airlines said the flight landed safely in Honolulu following the turbulence with 20 people taken to emergency rooms. 11 were in serious condition and 9 were in stable condition. It's unclear how many were passengers or crew. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Coming up in the business week before Christmas, more key inflation data, the Federal Reserve's preferred measure, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, that's due Friday. Also, third quarter economic growth gets another update. Lots of housing data, too, this week, including home builder confidence, sales of both new and existing homes, housing starts and building permits. Also, the final December consumer confidence indexes, leading economic indicators, and the latest data on consumer incomes and spending. Instagram is rolling out more safety and security tools, including a hub where you can resolve access issues. More from Sylvana Hanau. This could be helpful if your account has been hacked. You can visit the hub on Instagram website where you'll answer a few questions and follow a string of steps to help regain access. One method to verify your account is to ask your Instagram friends to confirm your identity. They have 24 hours to do so, and then you can reset your password. I'm Sylvana Hanau. And Santa and his elves are loading the sleigh, which will soon take flight. And it will be closely tracked by NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, by radar and GPS. And for the 10th year in a row, General Motors OnStar is partnering with NORAD to offer real-time updates of Santa's location for kids riding in their parents' or guardians' GM car with an active OnStar account. GM's experienced delivery manager, Jeff Jones, says kids just have to push the blue button and say, where's Santa Slay? And an advisor will come on the line uh, and interact with everyone in the vehicle, then ultimately provide the location of Santa and his sleigh. And kids will be helping the Red Cross at the same time they get updates. Every time uh, you press that blue OnStar button inside the vehicle and ask for Santa's location, Uh, OnStar will donate $1 all the way up to $25,000 to the American Red Cross. OnStar will provide the updates all week, starting today and until 5 in the morning on Christmas. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Derek McKinnon with a 26-yard touchdown run in overtime to get the Chiefs a win over the Texans to clinch their seventh straight AFC West title. Rayshon Jenkins took an interception 52 yards to the house in overtime. As the Jags walked off the Cowboys, Cowboys still clinched a playoff berth after the Commanders fell to the Giants. Jalen Hurts ran in three touchdowns as the Eagles took down the Bears. 
to tie their franchise record with 13 wins on the season. Nikola Jokic with 40 points, career-high 27 boards, as well as 10 dimes for the triple-double to get the Nuggets the win over the Hornets. LeBron James dropped in a game-high 33 to lead the Lakers past the Wizards in L.A. Lakers will be without Anthony Davis for at least a month due to a foot injury. Argentina beat France in a shootout to win the World Cup. That's sports. Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. The major winter storm that has been hammering the northern plains states will weaken today. Finally, after several days of heavy snow and high winds from big sky country across through the Great Lakes, continuing wind gusts, however, today will lead to more blizzard conditions in some parts of the upper Midwest and the northern Great Lakes. Further east, a separate storm system moving up the northern and mid-Atlantic coastline will push northeastward and bring a lot of snow to the interior northeast and a lot of rain to cities like Boston, Portland, Maine, Providence, Rhode Island, and New York City. The storm could produce as much as two feet of heavy snow over the high terrain of the Adirondacks in New York State, as well as the Green Mountains of Vermont and the White Mountains of New Hampshire. Heavy lake effect snow quite possible along the southern coastlines of Lakes Ontario and Erie. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. Every face I see is a memory. It may not be a perfectly perfect memory. Uh, Sometimes we had our ups and downs. But we're all together. You're mine. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. And we better forget the social distancing and huddle together because forecasters are warning of treacherous holiday travel, life-threatening cold for much of the nation, Arctic air. In advance of Santa Claus is blowing into America polar air arriving and so temperatures are going to plunge it could be the coldest air of the season and uh, be ready for that as you're ready for travel this weekend and through the week for christmas it's michael patrick shields on hanukkah by the way and we've got some winners and losers for you as jp mccarthy used to say our winner of the day is pope francis because argentina has won the World Cup in overtime. They beat France. Uh, I think France was heavily favored heading into the championship. And how about this? The winner, too, of the fans. Because it was 3-3, three to three and goals were scored fast and furious when they needed to be. You don't usually see that in soccer games. Also, our winners of the day, the Ferris State Bulldogs in Big Rapids, because they have won yet another NCAA Division II National Championship in football. It's the second straight year. And it was a romp in McKinney, Texas. They beat the Colorado School of Mines 41-14, to and the Bulldogs finished the season 14 
and one. And head coach Tony Anise, who joined us last week, said it was one of the most unbelievable seasons he's ever coached in 35 years. Congratulations. And the Detroit Lions, too, are winners of the day, too. They beat the New York Jets. A little bit of luck to do it, but the Lions are now 7-7. Seven and seven, And with a little bit of luck and a couple more wins, they could be at the playoffs. It's Michael Patrick Shields. Other winners, we don't have too many losers today. Uh, winners are you if you're buying gas, because gas prices have dropped now to an average in Michigan of $3.07 a gallon. That is terrific, and uh, I wish you good luck. And stay warm if you're out there pumping it for yourself, by the way. And I don't know if you went to see Avatar The Way of Water this weekend, but a lot of people did. $134 million worth of tickets were sold for that. And uh, two losers of the day, I guess. Debbie Stabenow, the U.S. senator, got some money from Sam Bankman-Fried, the crypto creep who's now in jail, and she's decided to donate that $20,000 back to a charity instead of keeping it. And Sam Bankman-Fried, who has presided over the biggest financial scam, he just said he was careless. Other people said he was sinister. He's in jail now in the Bahamas, and he's just down the street from the $30 million condo that he used to occupy in the Bahamas, and he's at a place called Fox Hill, which is a jail. And right now he's in the medical ward, but he's going to be moved shortly back to his cell, which includes, well, let's just say it's no frills. There isn't even a toilet. You have to, I don't want to get in the details, but they give you a plastic bag, okay, to do your business in. And there's no running water or anything like that. And so he had been fighting extradition to the United States, and suddenly he said, oh, I guess I better go back and face the music, because living in that thing is quite a come down for the one-time multi-billionaire as he fights now uh, extradition. He's going to give that up today. He'll be back in the States and face the music and figure it all out. We'll see how it all goes. Who am I to judge? Andrew Abood at the Abood Law Firm is on our AT&T line right this very moment. Merry Christmas to you, and thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Good morning. The Merry sidebar holiday party uh, that you're having, just say Merry Christmas to me and anybody else who wants to show up at Sidebar at your office there, the pretty swank bar, is when and where? It's tomorrow night, at, starting at about 5 o'clock, and it'll go to about 10 or, or later. Okay, drop in and see all of the extended Abood family and friends and the very intellectual and interesting people who will be there. Will will the, the new back area, Chambers, if you're going to call it that, will that be open for this party? Uh, it's not open right now. It could be any day. I'm just waiting on a report from one of my engineers and put it over to the city. If that happens today, maybe it could be open tomorrow, but we're not planning on it. Okay, just traditional sidebar, pull right up, park, walk right in, and wish the Aboods a very Merry Christmas. And before that happens, apparently there is going to be an event, I think it's today, more than 200 people are going to show up at Michigan State University, and they're going to unveil the portrait of former President Luanna Simon at Michigan State. That rubs some people the wrong way. For instance, the MSU student body president, Joe Kovach, uh, quoted Grace French, who's one of the Larry Nassar survivors. You represented some of those survivors. And the fact that Luanna Simon was allowed to retire with dignity is unacceptable. What do you make of that statement and the idea of unveiling the portrait? Well, I can understand why. They feel that way, and we have to give a lot of deference to people that were uh, 
uh, victims of Larry Nasser. Uh, but at the same time, you know, there's a there's a great message in Seabiscuit that, you know, we don't throw people out because of past mistakes and everybody has the right to redeem themselves and maybe they feel like we shouldn't celebrate uh, Luana Simon, but I think it's part of our contract that they had to do this. And obviously, if you don't support it, you don't have to go. Uh, the article that I'm reading talked about the fact that, indeed, that's part of the retirement contract, that her portrait will hang with the other presidents of Michigan State University. She got a $2.5 million payout and uh, president emeritus status. And Diane Byram, who is the board chair, said her history at Michigan State is complicated. There are different lenses by which you view her time here. And that is your point, I guess. She did a lot of good things before the Larry Nassar scandal and before she knew or didn't know or didn't act or could have acted or however it all shook out? Well, that's absolutely correct. There's a, a stigma that will follow her forever, but at the same time, you know, it's part of a contract and Michigan State has obligations. Now, you can obviously criticize why Michigan State would agree to those things, but again, she is a president and, you know, one of the messages... Um, from everybody involved in the Nasser case is that we never forget and you know good, bad, or indifferent this is a that this portrait will be a constant reminder of Michigan State's past hmm. there you have it from Andrew, Andrew Abood at the Abood Law Firm uh, and Luana Simon served MSU for 45 years she resigned under public pressure uh, as the court proceedings went on against Larry Nassar. And then she was charged with lying to police and was cleared of that eventually, for what it's worth. But uh, her portrait will hang there. Uh, as of today, there's a luncheon. Well, I understand. It's Michael Patrick Shields with you, radio stations across the state of Michigan worldwide at mibigshow.com over at Oakland University. You can rise up, build your confidence, take risks. At Oakland University, you can unleash your power and fuel your future with fresh ideas. Learn more at oakland.edu slash future students. Have you ever considered being a school bus driver or attending on a bus to help students? Now is the perfect time. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling, and a sign-on bonus, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now at deanjobs.com and start your paid training. Head to deanjobs.com. We can't see tomorrow, but we can hear it. Tomorrow sounds like hydrogen being added to natural gas to make it more sustainable. It sounds like solar panels generating thousands of megawatts. And it sounds like carbon being captured and stored, keeping it out of our atmosphere. We've been bridging to a sustainable energy future for more than 20 years. Because what we do today helps ensure tomorrow is on. Enbridge. Life takes energy. Fly Lansing nonstop to Orlando on Avello Airlines and enjoy Florida sunshine in no time. Fly from Lansing's Capital Region International Airport and enjoy affordable parking, hassle-free check-in, and short security lines. Starting October 26th, say hello to Avello. 
with nonstop flights from Lansing to Orlando International Airport. Book your trip today at AveloAir.com. That's A-V-E-L-O Air.com. And fly Lansing. Beat the summer heat and the winter cold with a new carrier high-efficiency comfort system installed by Doty Mechanical. Doty Mechanical is your preferred carrier factory-authorized dealer, installing and servicing carrier products in mid-Michigan for over 30 years. With carrier cool cash and utility rebates, save money and energy at the same time. Call Doty Mechanical today at 327-7777 for your free estimate. For heating and cooling, the names to know, Doty Mechanical and Carrier, turn to the experts. Cecily Strong has exited Saturday Night Live. The actress took multiple episodes off earlier in the season to act in a play, a sign that she may be looking to move on to some other things. SNL has now seen many stables in the program exit in recent seasons, including Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, and Chris Redd. Sharon Osbourne is back home after a medical emergency sent her to the hospital Friday evening. She was reportedly filming an episode of a show with her son Jack in California when she fell ill. Saturday night, Jack took to social media to announce She's been given the all clear from the doctor and is back at home, but he added he won't be disclosing what happened to his mother and will wait for her to speak about it when she is ready. Drake is planning to go on tour in 2023 during an interview with an online betting and gambling website called Stake. Drizzy said the thing he's looking most forward to next year is a tour, but didn't give any details about dates. It's Mark Drake's first tour since 2018's Aubrey and the Three Migos Tour. One, two, three! And the drummer for the Rascals has died. A spokesman for Dino Dinelli says he passed away in Manhattan on Thursday at the age of 78. Rascals guitarist Gene Cornish called Dinelli his brother and the greatest drummer that he's ever Ever seen. The band split up in 1972, but were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. That's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Miguel Patricio Shields, buenos dias, amiga. Very pleased to be with you at Christmas time and New Year's Eve. And you know what? Uh, through the AT&T microphones, Melissa Seifert is uh, a very vibrant person. Seems like a New Year's Eve kind of girl. And uh, she's on her AT&T line right now, the Associate State Director of Government and Affairs for AARP Michigan. I want to know where she's going to be on New Year's Eve, because I think wherever it is, it's going to be a fun place to be. Can you share those plans with us, please? You're going to be extremely disappointed, Michael. I'll probably be on my couch in some comfy clothes with a glass of champagne. So nothing that you probably expected. There's no way you're going to let me be on that couch with you in champagne, are you? We'll see. We'll I see. wouldn't be disappointed at all to be on that couch with you. <laughs> Your husband might not like it, but, uh, you know, hey, we're all good friends. We're all good friends, yeah. Hopefully you're lifting a glass at that stage to the Wolverines because, Tony Cuthbert, that's the day of the semifinals, isn't it? It is, 4 o'clock for the Michigan Wolverines taking on TCU. Okay, and then there's the second game after that? 8 o'clock. It's an all-day affair. You can watch Michigan and Ohio State on New Year's Eve. 
pretty good. Big day. Big day. Yeah. The Buckeyes, <laughs> uh, a Buckeye game is probably of more interest than the Michigan game because Michigan's heavily favored. And the Buckeyes are kind of within what we would call the margin of error, aren't they, Tony? Yeah, you could just tell by how they align the games with the Michigan TCU being first that that one has less interest for the country as a whole, one would think, with the more competitive matchup in prime time across the country. That's usually how they do it. Oh, I see. All right. Well, I guess we'll see how it all shakes out. I, I don't know. I mean, would you? are we supposed to root for a Michigan-Ohio State national championship? I'm all for it, but you know what? Yeah. I do want some redemption against Georgia if I can have any say. The question is, will I be awake at midnight? Even doesn't even matter. Can you stay awake that late is the question. Melissa Seifert, it's been a sleepy year, it seems, in the Michigan legislature. MERS News is reporting that the House and the Senate met fewer times this year than in any calendar year since 1950. Uh, only 54 days of attendance in the House, 62 in the Senate. You work with the legislators all the time. Is that number too low? Absolutely. You know, when you're looking at this as the, the end of a two-year cycle, you know, to get these bills that you've worked on throughout the last two years over that finishing line, you know, it, it takes them being here to be able to accomplish that. So, um, mm. you know, absolutely uh, we did see that. But I have to say, at the end of the day, we did very well this year. Um, we were able to increase access to home and community-based services for older adults, um, you know, got some of those ARPA dollars allocated to help people with long-term care um, systemic issues that we have seen uh, facing older adults. And at the end of the day, we were pretty pleased. Uh, but just to think if they were maybe here a little bit more, what we could have gotten accomplished. This is the time of year when everybody who's fulfilled their deductible is running to take doctor's appointments uh, before the yeah, the new year starts over again. Mm -hmm. um, they're also, when they do that, likely to get a prescription of some sort or another. Have we advanced the ball at all, uh, to use a football term, in terms of uh, lowering prescription drug prices? You know, we saw a monumental victory with the Inflation Reduction Act and the it, with the, the federal government. Um, being able to finally negotiate prescription drug prices for Medicare beneficiaries, um, this was huge. Uh, we know that uh, a typical Medicare beneficiary takes about four and a half, they say, prescription drugs um, a year, and those out-of-pocket costs were getting um, just so extreme for individuals on fixed incomes to be able to pay for them. So we are beyond excited to see the, the impacts of that moving forward over the next three years. Are there some people who don't get their prescription filled because they can't afford it? Absolutely. Um, so Jeez. we know that, I know, a, a lot of people are doing that. And, and we just had a poll come out, and we realized that 50%, 58% of older adults are not filling the prescriptions that they need, citing it's the cost. Um, and that's an over-alarming number, in my opinion. You know, these prescription drugs don't work if you can't afford to take them. And so what is the impact on Michigan's economy if these older adults are still working uh, but still very sick and not taking these chronic medications they need for their health care? You did a survey along with uh, Epic MRA. You learned that. And what else was learned in that survey? And what can you, how can you use that information going forward? Absolutely. So, you know, we do want to see a lot of changes here at the local and state level. Like I said before, we were able to be successful with the federal government negotiating drug prices, but there's still a lot more to be done back home. Uh, over 60% of the total vote 
at this upcoming or this recent election was the 50 plus population. So we know that these individuals are out there. They're voting. They want to hear from their their, their the legislature. And we also know that over 80 percent of these individuals do support some type of importation or wholesale drug program from Canada. Uh, we also know that they want to see a prescription drug affordability board to make sure that these books are open and we understand why these drug companies are increasing prices time and time again. And again, that's overwhelmingly heard from the 50-plus voter um, by 74% wanting to see these books being open. I know why you're staying in on New Year's Eve. You're going to get up in the morning and go to the inaugural, aren't you? <laughs> We'll see. You know, it's always good to be um, in in those seats to, to welcome in the new legislature. I'm excited to be starting with the new legislator and working uh, with the members of the Senate and the House. And obviously our, our governor has been very supportive of our issues um, all along. So I am looking forward to getting stuff done this year. I'm sure you're going to be very busy with uh, new leadership in the legislature and uh, uh, in many ways a new makeup of the entire body and, of course, uh, different majorities and all that sort of thing. But AARP is well heard at the state capitol and at the nation's capitol because of people like Melissa Seifert, the associate state director of government affairs for AARP Michigan. Youthful, energetic, and their members vote. And you could be one of those members, too. MPS, all across Michigan. Elon Musk is once again asking major questions via a Twitter poll. A social media's CEO posted a tweet asking if he should step down as head of Twitter, saying he will abide by the results. Poll had almost 10 million votes by late Sunday night, with 56% of the votes saying he should step down. A follow-up tweet from Musk said, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish, as you might get it. Twitter walking back a policy prohibiting users from promoting their accounts on several other major social media sites. Less than 24 hours after the policy was introduced, it was deleted. Instead, a company account at Twitter Safety is running a poll asking users if creating accounts to promote other platforms should be banned. The initial policy came into existence after users began posting links to their accounts on other websites after Elon Musk took over as CEO. Twitter had said it would remove accounts created only to promote other platforms and content containing links and usernames for platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, and Truth Social. And former crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried doing court in the Bahamas today. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio. Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Republican Congressman Fred Upton. I think it's probably more to your liking to be called a problem solver as opposed to a moderate, don't you? You're right. A governing Republican. I'm going to miss not being a problem solver with my colleagues, both Republican and Democrat. But, you know, that middle, they've got to perform. We'll finish things up and give people hugs and this Congress will come to a close. Speaker Upton, still possible? Perhaps. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. There was some news out of Hawaii. 36 people were injured because of turbulence on a Hawaiian air flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. That flight hit some turbulence about 30 minutes before landing. So when the pilot asks you to keep your seatbelt on, keep your seatbelt on. I know maybe it's a little uncomfortable, but there were 40 people injured, 11 serious The turbulence was so bad, they were smashing into the ceiling and cracking up the overheads and all that kind of thing. So be wise and be careful. And uh, in the meantime, if you want to get away from Michigan to the cold weather that's coming and maybe escape, 
Nicole Noel Williams at the Capital Region International Airport. FlyLansing.com and AvelloAir.com has some ideas on destinations. Florida continues to be for the leisure market. We've got Avello Airlines with service to Orlando. They've been evening flights on Thursday, Sundays, January 12th. It changes over to an early departure, morning departure. So for those that are traveling with families, they might find that a little bit easier. Still on Thursday, Sunday flight times going back and forth. And then Washington, D.C. continues to be the number one business destination. And, of course, we've got that American Airlines service with those nonstop flights to D.C. So we're hitting two of our top markets with nonstops. And then, of course, American having flights to Chicago and Delta having flights to Detroit. So you don't have to take that drive down to Detroit Hop on the flight, get your extra miles, your extra segment points counted towards your status. Make it easy just to hop right on the flights from Lansing. Meanwhile, the Pentagon is seeing UFO destiny, uh, USFO investigations because people have been reporting them. There's been an increase in reports of UFOs, but no evidence of any extraterrestrials flying into our world no intelligent alien life nothing they've seen so far remember ufo doesn't mean space alien it means unidentified flying objects it could be a balloon it could be a drone could be some sort of military equipment who knows but that doesn't rule out the space aliens either does it stay tuned NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The House January 6th Committee is finalizing plans to issue at least three criminal referrals for former President Trump. Legal analyst Chuck Rosenberg says while the referral is historic, it doesn't necessarily mandate any action. It has a huge symbolic value um, and a huge historical value from the perspective of the committee. Um, but from the perspective of the Department of Justice, it is almost literally completely meaningless. NBC News reports that the committee met Sunday. The charge is expected to be pursued when the committee publicly gathers and votes today, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the government, and inciting or assisting an insurrection. On his Truth social platform, Trump referred to the committee investigating the January 6th insurrection as, in his words, thugs and scoundrels. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. More from Mark Mayfield. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm, with wind chill temperatures in the 20s expected as far south as Texas. Areas of North and South Dakota could be in for a brutal awakening, as the wind chill could be close to minus 40 degrees by late in the week. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least 36 people are injured following turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. Hawaiian Air Executive Vice President John Snook says everyone should make a full recovery. Also grateful uh, that it seems at this moment that none of those guests that were transported to hospital are in critical condition. Uh, and so we, we certainly hope that they will make a speedy recovery. The flight hit severe turbulence about 30 minutes before landing with some passengers sent flying from their seats. Hawaiian Airlines said the flight landed safely in Honolulu following the turbulence with 20 people taken to emergency rooms. 11 were in serious condition and 9 were in stable condition. It's unclear how many were passengers or crew. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. 
The CDC is announcing new metrics regarding childhood obesity. Matt Mattinson with details. New charts when measuring body mass index for those between the ages of 2 and 19 years old. The new measurements say a BMI greater than or equal to 120% is considered severely obese. The CDC says the previous charts did not extend high enough as the number of kids considered severely obese continues to climb. Only 14% of diagnosed cancers are detected by a recommended screening test. That's according to a report from the National Opinion Research Center out of the University of Chicago. It says most cancers are found once a patient shows symptoms or seeks imaging or medical care for other reasons. Only breast, cervical, colorectal, and lung cancer have screening tests recommended for use by the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler. NBC News Radio. Rudolph. Rudolph. Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Good morning. It's Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, worldwide at MIBigShow.com. I still can't get enough of this story about Harry and Meghan, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex. And now. What we are hearing is they are demanding a summit, a royal summit with the entire royal family, and they want an apology for everything that's gone on. They, of course, aired their grievances in a six-episode documentary on Netflix called Harry and Meghan, and uh, there was some talk that because of this, they wouldn't be invited to the coronation of King Charles come May but word from Buckingham Palace was they would be invited. And so they said, huh, we're not coming unless we get a summit and unless we get an apology. And um, Nikki Civitoni, world correspondent, Grand Rapids, Michigan now, is back on our airwaves, and we haven't heard her lovely voice in a long time. And I wonder what her reaction is to all of this drama. Thank you for being here. What do you think? Hi, Michael Patrick. Good morning. It's so good to hear your voice. Happy you know, Christmas. <laughs> I think we are a world divided when it comes to the uh, Meghan and Harry situation. I will be honest, I have not watched the Netflix series because I fall in the category of a bit of fatigue, uh, which I think is the opposite yeah. camp of where you seem to be. Um, but I think there's a couple of things. I mean, I do follow the news, as you know, and um, some things stick out. So one of the things that is quite obvious to a lot of people, especially in the United States, is there is clearly a misunderstanding, an issue, some some very bad things that occurred, right, that Harry and Meghan want to place a, a light on. And they are, seemed, they are seen over here as, I think, people who are leading the way to maybe further modernize the, the, the royal family, right? And they want, to, they want to be a part of it, but they want to be a part of it in the way that they see that it would be fit for them and right for them, which is a good thing, right? On the other side, though, you also have people who are, you know, not liking the whole airing the grievances of the family in the public, <laughs> in the public eye, right? So why are they doing it in public? It's never been the way that the royal family have done things. They can still probably get where they want to be um, by doing things in private. So I think there's two camps here. And then the other thing that, that's been highlighted quite a bit is it's financial, right? So Harry and Meghan, once they distanced themselves from the royal family, they had to make their own living. And if you read the data... $140 million they're getting from Netflix. So, you know, you kind of have to think, you know, look at both sides of the camp here and understand. But Prince Charles, I think, is going to take a very different take on this than the Queen did. 
I am going to play, because you didn't watch the series, and I'm going to play a little clip from you that might be the most cringeworthy of it all. For some reason, they were recording the two of them who were sitting at their laptops and at their telephone. This is Megan and Harry. And they got all a Twitter because Beyonce sent them a message. Beyonce just texted. Really? Shut up. Just checking in. Just checking in. Just casual. I still can't believe she knows who I am. Don't call her. No, it's okay. She said she wants me to feel safe and protected. She admires and respects my bravery and vulnerability. And she thinks I was selected to break generational curses that need to be healed. Mm. Oh. Nikki. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> it's uncomfortable. And, you know, I was reading some of the reviews across the board. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, they're both in the same room. I saw a few clips online as well. And people are saying that Harry is believable, but Meghan is still not. Now, I think part of that is people know she was formerly an actress, so that might make it harder, right? Because they can maybe think through. She could act, right? She can, she can make it yeah. sound like something was happening. She can think through how to plan these things. So I think they're going to have a, a, a steep hill to climb here because, again, like I said, there was not a huge amount of revelations that I read that came out that were any different than before. Uh, there's also now a book, right, that's going to come out. Uh, and again, yeah. I think, what else are they going to say? They're dragging this out because it's financially it's profitable for them. And people like, the, the, they like the drama. <laughs> people buy into drama, right? Uh, yeah. But I, I, I do think there's, there's definitely issues. They do need to do some correcting. But also, if you know anything about Prince Charles, now King, right, he wanted to modernize the monarchy a long time ago. So... I think they need to give it time for him to make some changes and maybe not just push their own agenda. So pleased to hear your voice again, Nikki Civitoni, world correspondent in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Now it's automotive royalty that Carol Kane is hanging around with, the senior producer and host of Detroit's Michigan Matters on CBS there and a columnist in the free press. Automotive royalty in the way of Bill Ford, I hear. Michael Patrick, how are you? What a transition, you. You did a great job with it. How are you doing before we kick in? I haven't talked to you in a million years, it seems. It's great to hear your voice again. We can see you on TV, and we can read your columns. And the reason we do is because you have perspective. And not only do you have perspective, you have access. <laughs> well, I had a chance to visit with Bill Ford um, and talk about the Michigan train, Michigan Central Station, the uh, train station. Yeah coming to life in near Corktown in downtown Detroit as a mobility innovation hub. And it was interesting because the one question I had for him, for someone who grew up here, as he did, as I have done, that, that station was built in 1913, but it had been sitting there shuttered in, in decay since 1988. So my question to him, the very first question is, why did you decide to take on this project, over a billion dollars that that Ford is is uh, coming in with to try to turn this thing into this innovation mobility hub. He said he was tired of it being this punching bag, and, and it just was just a site of decay for what was wrong with Detroit. Mm. So he decided to embrace it. So they have they are putting in over a billion dollars. There's about 30 acres around it. And I have to tell you, Michael Patrick, going inside the station, I don't know if you were in there before it closed in 1988. I had not, but it is actually beautiful. But, my God, there's so much work still to be done there. So mm. uh, the, the timetable, they were talking to start bringing it 
so that more people could come in there. Businesses in particular was in 2023, but there's just so much work. Um, we'll, we'll see if that timetable holds forth. That'll be exciting, and of course, it'll change the Corktown area forever. You know, Tiger Stadium leaves, but the Ford Motor Company comes in. And uh, not only that, we spoke with Chris Moyer from Visit Detroit, speaking of trains and such, and he was big on the Q line. Here's what he told us. The Q line is Detroit's streetcar. It goes up and down Woodward from Grand Boulevard all the way down to the river. It allows you to park your car move around safely, and just have a great time without worrying about parking. Move throughout the city, see the attractions, see downtown, come to the ice rink at Campus Marshes, go to the lodges and the holiday market at Cadillac Square, get some great food downtown, and then head back up on the queue line to where your car is parked. For both visitors and residents, is a fantastic way to reduce traffic congestion downtown, increase mobility, increase walkability, and increase the quality of life. Visit Detroit.com and Carol Kane. Another way it sounds like we can move around the city is electric bikes. And uh, there's more investment in the city by a manufacturer of such? Yeah. Coincidentally, down on the west side of the city, there is a factory that Detroit Electric Bikes had. And they owned it for a while, but the company was sold. And now Vela Bikes is bringing its manufacturing to that same facility. Where Detroit Electric Bikes are still by the way. They're in the process of bringing China to Detroit, which who would have thunk that? Hey, bring it from China back to Detroit to do assembly, which they're doing. And I talked with their CEO um, last week, and he also said he had been hearing so many good things about Detroit, particularly as a electric center, but also making bikes. So they're in the process of doing that. They'll be making 5,000 bikes. And- wow. See Carol Kane on Michigan Matters and in the Free Press. Welcome to the Michigan Lottery Show. The fun and excitement. 50 years ago, a jackpot started growing in Michigan. Inspired by fun and prizes for players, this jackpot has helped local businesses. Winning lottery ticket was sold at the family market. And led to over $26 billion in support for Michigan public schools. Today, the jackpot is still growing. And the goodness it's spreading is a win for everyone. The Michigan Lottery. For fun, for schools, for 50 years. Knowing your limits is always the best bet. Traverse City is more than a place, it's a destination. And for many, it's a dream, but a dream that's reachable and ready every single day. Just a car ride away. Traverse City is diverse, though, from beaches to boating to bluffs to wine and food, shopping and snowmobiling, gaming and golf. The possibilities are countless. So become a regular in Traverse City where you'll feel away and at home because its people are its charm. For more information on your winter true escape getaway, visit TraverseCity.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. 
Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. NBC News Radio, I'm Michael Kastner. The January 6th Select Committee is expected to vote today on criminal referrals targeting former President Trump and his allies. Those charges include insurrection, obstructing an official proceeding of Congress, and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Authorities in Canada say five people are dead, at least one other is injured, after a gunman opened fire during a condo board meeting in Toronto on Sunday. Police fatally shot the gunman. They haven't released the shooter's identity or speculated on a possible motive. The Pentagon says its UFO investigation has has not yet yielded any evidence that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrials. More from Mark Mayfield. Senior military leaders said on Friday their UFO probe has led to hundreds of new reports of unidentified flying objects, but so far they haven't seen anything that indicates intelligent alien life. The director of the Pentagon's Anomaly Resolution Office added, however, that they haven't ruled out the possibility. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Sarah Hubbard is known as one of the leading legislative strategists working in Michigan government relations, and that's a tricky sort of area these days. Fast-changing, and she's been recognized by Inside Michigan Politics as such And 17 years at the Detroit Regional Chamber before that. She's also a regent at the University of Michigan. And on our AT&T line right this very moment, Merry Christmas and Happy New Year to you. Thank you. Same back at you, Michael Patrick. Great to hear from you. It's going to be a busy travel season, not just for those of us going to Christmas here and there and everywhere, but for those of us who want to follow the Wolverines. Will you be going to Phoenix and then presumably on to California? And if so, what are the particulars for any fans who want to do the same? Hey, you bet. I would not miss it. I will absolutely be headed to Phoenix. And then when we win, I'll be going to California. Um, you know, the game is on New Year's Eve. It's the early game, uh, so I believe that'll be uh, around, you know mid-afternoon on the uh, Eastern time. Uh, and so there are, uh, you know, ways to get tickets always for these games. Uh, you can go to the secondary market, I think, now. I don't think you can get tickets directly from the university or from the venue any longer, but it's a Fiesta Bowl. And in the NCAA now, it's uh, totally appropriate and legal to go to StubHub and um, or other kinds of secondary markets and purchase tickets there. But I will warn you, they're going to be expensive. What I hear, well, let's not skip ahead, but anyway, you'll be getting your Delta Air miles in if things go as planned because you'll go to Phoenix and then I, I guess back to Michigan and then turn around and go back to California. I don't know how you're going to sort it all out. But I heard anecdotally that if the Wolverines make the championship game, if you wanted to buy a ticket today, and Tony Cuthbert's pretty good at this stuff so he can suss it out, but... Is it $4,000 for a championship ticket? <laughs> Could be. I haven't looked online, but, but the highest face value is 1200 So you go from there. Uh, yeah, oh. I, it's going to be a very, very popular game and a very expensive ticket. Just imagine if it somehow manages to be Michigan versus Ohio State in the final. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, my gosh. I, uh, I did go to Columbus for the Ohio State game, and that was a lot of fun. And if we meet them again... 
I hope we do the same thing to him. JJ, uh, <laughs> our quarterback says, bring it on. I couldn't wait. So, uh, yeah, you know, whoever we meet, uh, let's, you know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves, but we have a great team this year. So whoever we meet, I think we're going to be ready to play, and I think we're going to have a great, great chance at winning. The Fiesta Bowl right now on New Year's Eve, it'll be mid-afternoon, like actually 1 o'clock or something like that, or 2 o'clock in, in Arizona there. The cheapest single ticket is 270 Parking is $130 for what it's worth, so you're better off taking an Uber or whatever from wherever you're going to be um, one way or another. But that's for the semifinal. Uh, Tony, have you been able to suss out anything for the finals yet? And we'll have a look and see, but I can't remember. The what? cheapest yeah. pair of tickets, and I can find uh, right now, it's in the upper area of SoFi Stadium, nine ninety a piece. Wow. Thousand. Yeah. There's no. I was at SoFi last week for the Dolphins game, and I sat in the upper rung, is what it's called, and it was not a bad seat. It was really cool, and they have these giant <laughs> video screens, and so you don't miss any of the action. And you don't feel like you're far away because that's one of those stadiums like Michigan Stadium where you go in at one level and the field is sunk in down below. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if it's your dream to do this, now the trick is do you hedge and buy them now on the if come that the Wolverines will win or do you wait and see what happens? Well, in my experience, usually as you get closer and closer to the game, ticket prices actually go down. So, uh, you know, you may want to wait, but on the other hand, if you see the seats you want and you can afford it, hey, uh, it, it's so easy with, when everything is electronic as it is now, it's so easy to just resell your tickets if you need to, if something changes. So, um, you know, bird, mm. holidays are around the corner. If people want them for Christmas, you could always get them. Yeah, you don't have to stand around outside the stadium holding them up no. saying anybody want to anymore by the way uh sofi is very close to lax so in theory if you wanted to do it on the cheap you could fly in and then just go straight to the stadium and then figure out what you're going to do after the game and maybe fly back the next day but it's it's very convenient and then again sarah if you buy the tickets you have to have your travel arrangements and all that kind of thing and but I imagine, is is the championship game going to be like a bowl game where there are, you know, pep rallies and events and all that kind of thing built around it, if you know yet? Yes, it absolutely will be. Uh, if we make it to that point, it'll be very, very similar to a bowl game. The Alumni Association will have a tour, uh, which will sell out quickly. And, mm-hmm. uh, yes, there will be all of those kinds of festivities around it with, you know, coaches' events and pep rallies and you know, appearances and things around the area. Do you know anything about the alumni uh, tour yet, or we do, uh, do we not speak about it till it happens? Yeah, I, I don't. I, I'd rather not to get into it until it happens, but I know there'll uh, be one, and uh, um, so people should keep their eyes open. Um, in fact, I think that people have already been notified if they're members of the Alumni Association oh, and asked if they're interested. So, yeah, because it's such a short time period between those two games, a lot of plans are already in place, but of course can be canceled should we lose. But yeah, those plans are already in place. So uh, as soon as the game's over, all of that just starts kicking in and being implemented. Speaking of kicking in, so if you're at uh, Phoenix on New Year's Eve, I take it you will not be at the inaugural on New Year's Day, but you will be off and running with this new legislature as soon as they hit the ground. Yeah, yeah, we will. It's uh, very exciting when things like this happen and the legislature change hands, changes hands and the governor being reelected gives us some stability there, and 
understanding how she governs and how she communicates. Um, but the the new majority in the legislature is uh, really looking at doing a lot of things, things that they've wanted to do for a long time. Um, the Democrats have taken control of both the House and Senate, but by the slimmest of majorities. And in the House, it's probably going to get even slimmer as one of the members of the state legislature is looking at running for mayor and may even be appointed to a mayor's seat in January, therefore making um, – making no room for, no margin for error for the, the uh, leadership there, for the majority, should they want to do something that needs to be passed on only a partisan level. Sarah Hubbard knows the players in the legislature and the players on a University of Michigan football field. Go Blue! Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and we'll see you out west. She's a regent at Big Blue. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors, however, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, mental health support, urgent care, and more, giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. Derek McKinnon with a 26-yard touchdown run in overtime to get the Chiefs to win over the Texans to clinch their seventh straight AFC West title. Rayshon Jenkins took an interception 52 yards to the house in overtime as the Jags walked off the Cowboys. Cowboys still clinched a playoff berth after the Commanders fell to the Giants. Jalen Hurts ran in three touchdowns as the Eagles took down the Bears to tie their franchise record with 13 wins on the season. Nikola Jokic with 40 points, career-high 27 boards, as well as 10 dimes for the triple-double to get the Nuggets the win over the Hornets. LeBron James dropped in a game-high 33 to lead the Lakers past the Wizards in L.A. Lakers will be without Anthony Davis for at least a month due to a foot injury. Argentina beat France in a shootout to win the World Cup. That's sports. Ron Zamos, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Thank you so much, Michael Patrick. It's always great working with you, and you make a difference talking to all the people that you do and pulling out the best in them as you have conversations, and it also gives us some really deep insights into what's really happening in our state. Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. By the way, those of you who listen to the program probably know that I write the travel column for the Lansing State Journal and the USA Today Network and at TravelTatler.org and Go World Travel. Jamaica, if you have plans to go there, I would be concerned. The state of emergency has been described there and has been renewed because crime continues to increase as they struggle to cramp down on it. Jamaicans have to hide under their beds, hide their daughters, can't go to church and uh, they're seeing their sons and boyfriends and husbands killed 
That's the reality, according to the Jamaican Prime Minister. So they have now issued a Level 3 travel advisory indicating that Americans should reconsider travel due to an increase of crime in the country. Violent crimes, home invasions, armed robberies, sexual assaults, homicides are common. And sexual assaults occur frequently, even, even at all-inclusive resorts, and the local police lack the resources to respond effectively. So I'm just passing that along. Of course, you'll have to make your own decision on this, but uh, that is the news out of Jamaica. Tony Cuthbert has the news in the world of sports. And we must start with the Lions as the blue Kool-Aid is being consumed by every fan out there. Another Honolulu blue. Yeah, that's right. And a big-time victory over the Jets yesterday, 20-17. to the game wasn't great throughout, but boy, was there a big strike at the end under two minutes when Brock Wright caught a pass from Jared Goff, went for 51 yards. They give the Lions the winning margin on that one. They've won six of their last seven games, and they sit at 507 and 7. And the road going forward, MPS, they take on teams under 500 the final three games, and it starts on Saturday against Carolina. That is a road game, and the Lions are favored by three, and then they have Chicago at home. And then is it going to all come down to Lambeau Field once again, Detroit taking on the Green Bay Packers? It could, and it, that game might be flexed is what they call it, to a night game, Sunday night football, let's say. At <laughs> a Lam- night game in Green Bay in January? Yeah, yeah, and your SoCal quarterback, Jared Goff, he's not too good in the cold weather. We saw that. Most of yesterday, but he came through in the clutch. But let's not get ahead of ourselves on that way. By the way, if you do want to watch the Packers and whatever's left of their season, they are on Monday Night Football tonight against the Matthew Stafford-less Los Angeles Rams. And that's brought to you by Dean Transportation. He's Tony Cuthbert. I'm Michael Patrick Shields. It's Monday, and it's Hanukkah. NBC News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The January 6th Select Committee is expected to vote today on criminal referrals targeting former President Trump and his allies. Those charges include insurrection, obstructing an official proceeding of Congress, and conspiracy to defraud the U.S. Authorities in Canada say five people are dead. At least one other is injured after a gunman opened fire during a condo board meeting in Toronto on Sunday. Police fatally shot the gunman. They haven't released the shooter's identity or speculated on a possible motive. The Pentagon says its UFO investigation has not yet yielded any evidence that Earth has been visited by extraterrestrials. More from Mark Mayfield. Senior military leaders said on Friday their UFO probe has led to hundreds of new reports of unidentified flying objects, but so far they haven't seen anything that indicates intelligent alien life. The director of the Pentagon's Anomaly Resolution Office added, however, that they haven't ruled out the possibility. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Bitterly cold weather for a good part of the lower 48 states to start the work week today. Highs in Montana today no better than about zero. Cold and windy, too, for the rest of the northwest and the northern plains. Wind chill factors below zero for many areas today, with wind chill warnings in place due to the cold wind and gusty winds and very cold temperatures. The plains will face severe wind chills much of the week. Lake effect snow showers will persist in the northeast today, several more inches south and east of Lakes Erie and Ontario. Light snow will bring slippery roads to eastern Kansas and all the way up to northern Minnesota. 
and the rest of the upper Great Lakes, too. Heavy snow may hit the mountain states, especially parts of Wyoming and Colorado, late tonight and into Tuesday. To the south, a storm brings some heavy rainfall to eastern Texas and the central Gulf Coast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. News Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. The House January 6th Committee is finalizing plans to issue at least three criminal referrals for former President Trump. Legal analyst Chuck Rosenberg says while the referral is historic, it doesn't necessarily mandate any action. It has a huge symbolic value um, and a huge historical value from the perspective of the committee. Um, but from the perspective of the Department of Justice, it is almost literally completely meaningless. NBC News reports that the committee met Sunday. The charge is expected to be pursued when the committee publicly gathers and votes today, obstructing an official proceeding, conspiracy to defraud the government, and inciting or assisting an insurrection. On his Truth social platform, Trump referred to the committee investigating the January 6th insurrection as, in his words, thugs and scoundrels. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. More from Mark Mayfield. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm with wind chill temperatures in the 20s expected as far south as Texas. Areas of North and South Dakota could be in for a brutal awakening as the wind chill could be close to minus 40 degrees by late in the week. I'm Mark Mayfield. At least 36 people are injured following turbulence on a Hawaiian Airlines flight from Phoenix to Honolulu. Hawaiian Air Executive Vice President John Snook says everyone should make a full recovery. Also grateful uh, that it seems at this moment that none of those guests that were transported to hospital are in critical condition. Uh, And so we, we certainly hope that they will make a speedy recovery. The flight hit severe turbulence about 30 minutes before landing with some passengers sent flying from their seats. Hawaiian Airlines said the flight landed safely in Honolulu following the turbulence with 20 people taken to emergency rooms. 11 were in serious condition and 9 were in stable condition. It's unclear how many were passengers or crew. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. Coming up in the business week before Christmas, more key inflation data, the Federal Reserve's preferred measure, the Personal Consumption Expenditure Index, that's due Friday. Also, third quarter economic growth gets another update. Lots of housing data, too, this week, including home builder confidence, sales of both new and existing homes, housing starts and building permits. Also, the final December consumer confidence indexes, leading economic indicators, and the latest data on consumer incomes and spending. Instagram is rolling out more safety and security tools, including a hub where you can resolve access issues. More from Sylvana Hanau. This could be helpful if your account has been hacked. You can visit the hub on Instagram website where you'll answer a few questions and follow a string of steps to help regain access. One method to verify your account is to ask your Instagram friends to confirm your identity. They have 24 hours to do so, and then you can reset your password. I'm Sylvana Hanau. And Santa and his elves are loading the sleigh, which will soon take flight. And it will be closely tracked by NORAD, the North American Aerospace Defense Command, by radar and GPS. And for the 10th year in a row, General Motors OnStar is partnering with NORAD to offer real-time updates of Santa's location for kids riding in their parents' or guardians' GM car with an active OnStar account. GM's experienced delivery manager, Jeff Jones, says kids just have to push the blue button and say, where's Santa's sleigh? And an advisor will come on the line 
uh, and interact with everyone in the vehicle, then ultimately provide the location of Santa and his sleigh. And kids will be helping the Red Cross at the same time they get updates. Every time uh, you press that blue OnStar button inside the vehicle and ask for Santa's location, uh, OnStar will donate $1 all the way up to $25,000 to the American Red Cross. OnStar will provide the updates all week, starting today and until 5 in the morning on Christmas. Consumer and Business News, Joe McConnell, NBC News Radio. Derek McKinnon with a 26-yard touchdown run in overtime to get the Chiefs a win over the Texans to clinch their seventh straight AFC West title. Rayshon Jenkins took an interception 52 yards to the house in overtime as the Jags walked off the Cowboys. Cowboys still clinched a playoff berth after the Commanders fell to the Giants. Jalen Hurts ran in three touchdowns as the Eagles took down the Bears to tie their franchise record with 13 wins on the season. Nikola Jokic with 40 points, career-high 27 boards, as well as 10 dimes for the triple-double to get the Nuggets the win over the Hornets. LeBron James dropped in a game-high 33 to lead the Lakers past the Wizards in L.A. Lakers will be without Anthony Davis for at least a month due to a foot injury. Argentina beat France in a shootout to win the World Cup. That's sports. Ronza Moss, NBC News Radio. Bitterly cold weather for a good part of the lower 48 states to start the work week today. Highs in Montana today, no better than about zero. Cold and windy, too, for the rest of the northwest and the northern plains. Wind chill factors below zero for many areas today, with wind chill warnings in place due to the cold wind and gusty winds and Very cold temperatures. The plains will face severe wind chills much of the week. Lake effect snow showers will persist in the northeast today. Several more inches south and east of Lakes Erie and Ontario. Light snow will bring slippery roads to eastern Kansas and all the way up to northern Minnesota. The rest of the upper Great Lakes, too. Heavy snow may hit the mountain states, especially parts of Wyoming and Colorado, late tonight and into Tuesday. To the south, a storm brings some heavy rainfall to eastern Texas and the central Gulf Coast. That's your national weather forecast. Mike Ellis, NBC News Radio. Live across the Great Lakes State, you're connected to Michigan's most engaging and influential radio and television program, Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields, presented by Blue Cross, Blue Shield of Michigan, and Blue Care Network. I'm producer and creative director, Tony Cuthbert. This is meteorologist John McMurray. Now in the shadow of the Capitol Dome in Lansing, he's heard from the beaches of Lake Michigan to the halls of power and behind closed doors, here's Michigan's Michael Patrick Shields. You know, it's an honor and a privilege to be on such a legendary radio show with such a legendary broadcast host as yourself, my friend. Good morning, my friend. No one has a handle on a community anywhere in this country like you do, Michael Patrick. And thank you for making us feel so welcome. Michael Patrick Shields is on the air. Good morning, world. Good morning, Michigan. Michael Patrick Shields on the day after you saw a soccer game in which six goals or more were scored. It's very unusual, but Argentina is the World Cup winner, beating France in overtime in Qatar. Uh, And uh, that big star, Lionel Messi, got a couple of goals and finally got his World Cup victory. It was extra time and penalty kicks. France 
is in uh, the runner-up spot, having been the favorite, from what I could understand, in World Cup. And Lionel Messi, a once-in-a-generation player, now has a complete career. Roger Faulkner is on our AT&T line, the man who brought World Cup soccer to Michigan. They played it at the Pontiac Silverdome, and I'm sure he was watching. Interestingly, though, the Pope was not watching. He was uh, born in Argentina, was the head of the Catholic Church in Buenos Aires, and he did not watch Argentina. And uh, apparently, he hasn't watched television since July 15, 1990. And the reason is he told the Virgin Mary he would never watch television again. So uh, he didn't get to enjoy the game like the rest of the world did. Good morning, Mr. Faulkner. Well, good morning, Michael Patrick. How are you? I'm excited, and I was just shocked to see so many goals scored in the championship game like that. 3-3 is unusual, isn't it? A little, a little, yes. It was a, it was a wonderful game, actually. It was probably the best World Cup final ever. And uh, but Argentina were were cruising. They were two nothing up after 80 minutes, and France didn't appear to have a another year to uh, get them into the game. And then the coach had made some changes at half time, and they got two goals in a minute in the 80th and 81st minute to make it two two. Then they went into extra time, and we got two more goals in extra time. Uh, Argentina taking a lead again, and then France equalizing uh, very, very late in the in the overtime period. So it was a phenomenal game uh, to see Messi at his best, and Mbappe scored three goals for, for France, who is a bright young star, brilliant player. It was really very, very exciting final, and uh, I enjoyed every minute of it. Do people throw their hats on the field, like in hockey, when you get three goals as a hat trick? <laughs> no, no, I don't no. think so. They give you the game ball, and uh, and uh, it's the first hat trick in a World Cup final since 1966 when England won the World Cup. Um, but that's it, it's an amazing achievement, and Bap is a brilliant, brilliant player. I'm going to ask a dumb question because I don't know a lot about football or soccer, if you want to call it that. Is um, are, are too many of the games ending in shootouts? Uh, we had quite a few in this uh, in this World Cup, but. Uh, uh, and and I don't care, nobody cares for the penalty shootout, but you really have no. you have to do it. You have to have a way of end, ending the game. There was a, a famous college game that uh, decided to not have a shootout and go go on until it finished for the NCAA championship, and they went through like nine half hour overtimes, and mm-hmm. <laughs> the game went on forever. So you have to have a means of uh, of ending it. Christian Pulisic thinks we should go to the old MLS uh, shootout uh, principle that they had where a, a player would start with the ball at the 35-yard line, which at 35 yards out, and, and move in on the goalkeeper, which is a more challenging than just hitting a ball from 12 yards away. Mm-hmm. Um, I was sitting next to a fellow yesterday at Dan Tana's, and he told me that the uh, Saudi government, or I guess it would be the Sheik, gave each player on the team a Rolls Royce because they had won a couple of World Cup games. Yeah, how many people are on those teams? That, that Rolls Royce would have had to pretty much produce those cars, wouldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. The total squad is 26 people. Um, probably only get 14 or 16 involved in, in an individual game, 11 players, maybe five substitutes. But I, I would assume you'd give it to everybody. So that, that's, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good for Rolls Royce. <laughs> it's like those are 
what, $300,000 each? Oh, yeah. Maybe more? Yeah, it'd have to be. Amazing. It'd have to be. Um, also wanted to ask you, now I'm seeing that uh, over the weekend, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle found out they will, in fact, be invited to the coronation in May. And uh, they said in return they would only come if there was a British royal family summit with them and an apology. Your thoughts? I think this is just totally out of hand. I, I've, I've watched, regrettably, I broke down and watched the whole Harry and Meghan series on Netflix. <laughs> and uh, and I, I, I didn't finish up with any more sympathy for Harry and Meghan than I had in the first place. I think airing all of this, all private issues so publicly and so theatrically, it was such a professionally produced show. And, and every line that, uh, that Meghan uttered seemed to have been crafted by the best scriptwriters. And it just didn't seem very real to me. I, I, I understand that Harry went through with his mother's death and, and that uh, Meghan has went through some awful things, being chased by the paparazzi, but an invasion to privacy. But that's, that's part of the job, and they should, have, uh, they should have buckled down and got on with it. It's, it's a great shame to see this thing uh, explode as it has into, into a family dispute, which should remain behind the family doors. And within about a week or two, his book, uh, Prince Harry's book, uh, Spare, is going to come out and ignite it all over again. I know. Please don't ask me to read that and comment on it. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, tell the truth. You didn't watch that documentary. Kathleen made you watch it, didn't she? Well, she she watched it, yes. She did indeed. uh, Is her take different, your wife, on, on Meghan Markle? No, no, she doesn't. Same. Doesn't care for Meghan. Doesn't care for Meghan, and uh, and Harry just seems to go along with the with with Meghan's direction on things. That uh, you know, and I, there's another side of it, of course. Now that all this adverse publicity that's been generated for Kate and William has has resulted in Kate living in fear, um, because they you know they, when they talk about uh, William shouting and screaming at. Uh, at Harry and in the meeting they had at Sandringham, uh, it's, it's awful. I mean, people today take sides on anything, and uh, you know, people could be taking sides with Harry and Meghan, and uh, who knows what could happen? It's awful. It's awful. I, I thought it was astonishing that uh, Prince Harry said that he was terrified when his brother yelled at him. You know, here's a guy who was who worked in Africa. He had military service. I mean, how scary can it be when your big brother yells at you? You'd think flying helicopters in Afghanistan would probably be just a shade more, uh, <laughs> <laughs> shade more terrifying than a wagging finger from Prince William. <laughs> no business like show business, and they're in it, and they're well, they've got a pile of money to show for it too. Roger Faulkner, who is royalty in Michigan because he brought World Cup soccer to the Pontiac Silverdome when they played in the states, and. Uh, Great, great friend of the show. Merry Christmas to you and your family and Kathleen McCarthy and everybody involved. Michael Patrick Shields with you through the AT&T microphones. You already know that Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has the largest network of top doctors and hospitals in Michigan. But what you may not know is Blue Cross is making it easier than ever for you to see those top doctors. However, whenever, and wherever you need to see them. And that means you can get the care you need on your terms through office visits, telehealth, a 24-hour nurse line, 
mental health support, urgent care, and more. Giving you the confidence in knowing that you and your family are covered no matter what. No wonder Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan is the name more people across the state have trusted for the past 83 years to help them live healthier lives. So whether it's a cough, a fever, a broken arm, or a broken spirit, Blue Cross is here for you anytime, anywhere, with access to support for both your physical and mental health, even from the privacy of your own home. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Learn more at hereforitall.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? At Meadowar Jewelers' four locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn-out prongs, channels, or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson, and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Cecily Strong has exited Saturday Night Live. The actress took multiple episodes off earlier in the season to act in a play, a sign that she may be looking to move on to some other things. SNL has now seen many stables in the program exit in recent seasons, including Kate McKinnon, A.D. Bryant, Pete Davidson, and Chris Redd. Sharon Osbourne is back home after a medical emergency sent her to the hospital Friday evening. She was reportedly filming an episode of a show with her son Jack in California when she fell ill. Saturday night, Jack took to social media to announce She's been given the all clear from the doctor and is back at home, but he added he won't be disclosing what happened to his mother and will wait for her to speak about it when she is ready. Drake is planning to go on tour in 2023 during an interview with an online betting and gambling website called Stake. Drizzy said the thing he's looking most forward to next year is a tour, but didn't give any details about dates. It's Mark Drake's first tour since 2018's Aubrey and the Three Migos Tour. One, two, three! And the drummer for the Rascals has died. A spokesman for Dino Dinelli says he passed away in Manhattan on Thursday at the age of 78. Rascals guitarist Gene Cornish called Dinelli his brother and the greatest drummer that he's ever Ever seen. The band split up in 1972 but were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in 1997. Well, that's Entertainment, Steve Greenfield, NBC News Radio. Last we spoke to Steve Brocklebank, the athletic director at Ferris State University. He was wondering if the Bulldogs were going to win a second consecutive NCAA Division II National Football Championship. Down in uh, Texas, McKinney uh, against the Ore Diggers at the Colorado School of Mines. He didn't have to wait long on Saturday because Ferris State simply rolled past Colorado. 
with uh, Carson Gulker, three short runs. Sidney McLeod had a pick six, and uh, Ferris. Well, in fact, the Ordiggers didn't even score till there was just over a minute left in the third quarter. It was a stopping, forty-one to fourteen, and the Bulldogs defend their title. Uh, they've played in three of these national title games in four years and won the last two of them. And he's on our AT&T line right now, our winner of the day. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. And it's uh, good to be back in Michigan. Uh, we were complaining it was a little chilly in Texas, and then I got off the plane yesterday and realized I shouldn't have been uh, complaining about 50-degree weather. <laughs> yeah, don't mess with <laughs> Texas. Uh, the whole experience, when you when you watch that kind of a stomping and you get to go into the locker room after I presume you did, what was it like? Oh, I think it's jubilation. And, you know, we're slow to get back into the locker room because they do the trophy presentation out on the field. Oh. and. You know, they allow family down there, and uh, so, you know, there's, you spend probably, oh, about 15, 20 minutes on the field before players even begin to uh, to trickle into the locker room. But, uh, no, I mean, there's just a, there's just a, um, I think, a sense of jubilation and, and uh, celebration, and, um, yeah, I think it's, you know, it's what you worked all year to accomplish. You know, these players will come back in January and begin the preparation uh, for next season. So when you think about the amount of time and effort that they put into it uh, to finally get to that point where you reach the pinnacle of your particular level of competition, it's uh, it's quite a feeling. Uh, were there speeches on the microphones on the field? And if so, uh, what did Coach Tony Anise say? Well, I think Tony, you know, Tony talked uh, numerous times and uh, on the field I couldn't hear him. So I was back a, a little bit behind the trophy presentation. Hmm. Uh so I have yet to watch the TV version of the game, so I hope to do that maybe this evening and and to hear a little bit better what he said. But I can tell you what Tony says often, and he often talks about love is a catalyst for our success as a program and the love that our coaches have for their student-athletes and, and, the, and the truly authentic relationships that they develop with these young men. So I'm sure he said something to that effect, and if he didn't, he says it, he says it often. He's quoted as saying it was one of the most unbelievable seasons he's coached in 35 years of coaching. Uh, at some stage, does does somebody come around making him offers to coach elsewhere? Oh, I, I think that it has happened, and uh, I think yeah. you know he'll continue to have opportunities in the future. And uh, you know, obviously, our goal at Ferris is to make this position, this particular job, as attractive as we can to him. To retain him, and we've been able to do that so far successfully. And we'll continue to do everything we can to support him and his efforts. Um, it's the right thing to do for Coach Anise, but more importantly, it's the right thing to do for our student-athletes. What about the student fans? Uh, did they get down okay, and how, how many turned up, and what was their mood like? I imagine I, it was a real party. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. You know, they made they did make it. They had one bus that, uh, from my understanding, uh, had a mechanical issue in Arkansas, oh, uh, but they no. made it. They all showed up on Friday evening uh, prior to the Fan Fest, and uh, they were at the Fan Fest event that they had down there. And uh, uh, from, from all uh, observations, it looked like they had a fantastic time. And, and we certainly appreciate all of their support. We had a lot. We had a lot of folks down there, as did mine. It really was a well-attended uh, Division Two National Championship game. That's a heck of a bus ride from Big Rapids to McKinney, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I don't think it was short. So I can't say I envy them being on the bus, but I certainly deeply appreciate uh, their commitment to get down there. 
Gotta love it. Well, for somebody listening right now who might have a, a son or daughter who's thinking about going to college, what's life like at Ferris State University? I think it's a, it's a very unique place. You know, I've been in a couple. Uh, I've been at a few different universities that are located in what you would call a quintessential college town, and and this is another one. And I think so. As a student, um, I think it's it certainly enhances the experience when you get yourself into a true uh, university college town, right, where where you are the the, the focus of uh, of the community, and uh, and we are here in Big Rapids. So from a a quality of life and, and safety um, and just experience as a student. I think Ferris uh, being located in Big Rapids provides an excellent experience. And then we have lots of degrees. And the one thing that Ferris has always prided itself on is is you, some very unique deg- degrees, but degrees that lead specifically, and you can show value in the sense that they lead specifically to careers and to jobs. And um, so I think it's a, it's a wonderful place to attend as a student. I have a daughter who is attending right now, and she's having a fantastic experience. I have a wife who's an alum of Ferris, and she you know, obviously uh, talks all the time about her experience as a student at Ferris. So um, I think it's a wonderful place to be. I've got a friend named Patrick Casey in California here. He's a golf professional from out east, and he loves Ferris, and he was enjoying that game thoroughly on Saturday uh, as a Bulldog. You played on the Eastern Michigan University football team, I'm told. Will you be able to watch the uh, Eagles Bowl game today? I, I Well, I hope to. I hope to. So I, I do try to watch them when I can and, and, and stay. Uh, you know, I get regular emails and communications from the athletic department, so I do try to stay on top of, of where they're at and how they're doing. And uh, and I think Chris Creighton has done a wonderful job there as a head football coach, quite frankly, and uh, he has proven that he that you can win consistently at Eastern, and, and he's done that there. So if I have an opportunity today, uh, I'm going to try to do it. There's a few things we have to wrap up after getting back, uh, you know, yesterday late. So we'll uh, we'll get in the office and do some work here and finish some things mm-hmm. up, and hopefully I'll have an opportunity to watch them. Yeah, I didn't mean to spook you. It's actually tomorrow, so you have time to get settled in. And then I know Mike Hawks will be watching, that's for sure, uh, in the Lansing area. And Orlean, he's a big supporter of the Eastern Michigan. It's just a great state for football all the way across the board. And congratulations on being first team all-conference in 89. What position did you play? I was an offensive tackle. I was I was undersized. Oh, man. <laughs> Well, you got a big size job now, and you got a national championship, a second one to go with it. Congratulations to the Bulldogs, where we're heard on WBRN and Big Rapids. And thanks to Tony Cuthbert for that interview with Steve Brocklebank, the AD at Ferris State. Elon Musk is once again asking major questions via a Twitter poll. A social media's CEO posted a tweet asking if he should step down as head of Twitter, saying he will abide by the results. The poll had almost 10 million votes by late Sunday night, with 56% of the votes saying he should step down. A follow-up tweet from Musk said, as the saying goes, be careful what you wish, as you might get it. Twitter walking back a policy prohibiting users from promoting their accounts on several other major social media sites. Less than 24 hours after the policy was introduced, it was deleted. Instead, a company account at Twitter Safety is running a poll asking users if creating accounts to promote other platforms should be banned. The initial policy came into existence after users began posting links to their accounts on other websites after Elon Musk took over as CEO. Twitter had said it would remove accounts created only to promote other platforms and content containing links and usernames for platforms such as Facebook, Instagram, Mastodon, and Truth Social. And former crypto billionaire Sam Bankman-Fried doing court in the Bahamas today. Tech Report, Mark Mayfield, NBC News Radio.
Michigan's Big Show, starring Michael Patrick Shields. Republican Congressman Fred Upton. I think it's probably more to your liking to be called a problem solver as opposed to a moderate, don't you? You're right. A governing Republican. I'm going to miss not being a problem solver with my colleagues, both Republican and Democrat. But, you know, that middle, they've got to perform. We'll finish things up and give people hugs in this Congress. will come to a close. Gas prices are down to just over $3 a gallon. Congratulations for that. 83 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has kept a commitment to members and everyone in Michigan by building healthier communities and providing access to care in every zip code. Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Change is big at solar panels and batteries. Powering every Michigan business. It's a smart thermostat in every home. Consumers Energy is making it happen. If you haven't heard, they're working hard to ensure Michiganders have access to sustainable, reliable, affordable energy. Go ahead and learn more at ConsumersEnergy.com slash clean energy. We are in the thick of the holiday season right now, and I asked David Hall at Hall Financial how interest rates are impacting listeners and what they can do about it. He said credit card interest rates are the highest they've been since 1996. And those interest debts have a big impact on your everyday life. So he's got the idea of using the equity in your home for a cash-out refinance and it can put you in a better financial situation this holiday season. It all starts with a five-minute mortgage review. Hall Financial has it for you, and that can get you on the path to becoming debt-free. It's 866-CALL-HALL or callhallfirst.com if you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance the current one. That's how you do it. MPS with you on radio stations all across the state of Michigan, worldwide at mibigshow.com. Coming up, we're going to take a little trip to the Straits of Mackinac and find out the latest on the Great Lakes Tunnel, one of the major infrastructure projects in Michigan, along with, of course, the Gordie Howe Bridge, which will connect Windsor uh, to Detroit. And it's mainly for trucks, but it'll be a brand new thoroughfare there. And, of course, we heard Carol Kane talk about the old train station, which is supposed to open up next year. A lot of work to be done, but what a grand facility that will be in old Corktown. Thanks to the Ford Motor Company, it'll have offices in there and some retail and all that, too. It's MPS all across Michigan. We'll talk about the Lions victory coming up soon, too, and I sure am glad you're here. Radio. I'm Michael Kastner. Representative Adam Schiff says former President Trump's actions during 2021's Capitol riots violated the criminal statute of insurrection. And if you look at Donald Trump's acts and you match them up against the statute, it's a pretty good match. Now, I realize that statute hasn't been used in a long time, but then when have we had a president uh, essentially incite an attack on his own government? Appearing on CNN's State of the Union, the California Democrat explained those provisions include inciting violence against the government or giving aid and comfort to those who do. However, Schiff did not confirm which criminal charges the House Select Committee would recommend to the Justice Department. Three people are injured after gunfire erupted during a neighborhood street brawl in a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona. It happened Sunday night in Mesa, where authorities say at least 20 people were fighting in the street. Mesa Police spokesperson Richard Encina says the scene was chaotic. It looks like there was two houses right next to each other. 
having a part diff, two different parties and then started arguing at that point twice in the day of calls that we received. Two of the victims are expected to be okay while the other suffered life-threatening wounds. Police say they have a lead on a possible suspect, but they haven't been able to determine what led up to the shooting. Authorities in Canada say five people are dead and at least one other is injured after a gunman opened fire during a condo meeting in Toronto on Sunday. They fatally shot the gunman. They haven't released the shooter's identity or speculated on a possible motive. Winter weather is set to hit a majority of the U.S. this coming week. Mark Mayfield with more. Many people in the Northeast are still digging out of last week's snowstorm with wind chill temperatures in the 20s expected as far south as Texas. Areas of North and South Dakota could be in for a brutal awakening as the wind chill could be close to minus 40 degrees by late in the week. Before the opening bell, stock futures are on the rise to start the week. Michael Kastner, NBC News Radio. The CDC is announcing new metrics regarding childhood obesity. Matt Mattinson with details. New charts when measuring body mass index for those between the ages of 2 and 19 years old. The new measurements say a BMI greater than or equal to 120% is considered severely obese. The CDC says the previous charts did not extend high enough as the number of kids considered severely obese continues to climb. Only 14% of diagnosed cancers are detected by a recommended screening test. That's according to a report from the National Opinion Research Center out of the University of Chicago. It says most cancers are found once a patient shows symptoms or seeks imaging or medical care for other reasons. Only breast, cervical, colorectal, and lung cancer have screening tests recommended for use by the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force. Health Update, Sarah Lee Kessler, NBC News Radio. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Yeah, you might want to have that fireplace going because forecasters are warning about Arctic air coming this week, and this polar air could be the coldest air of the season. Right there in the Christmas season, strong Arctic front marching across the eastern two-thirds of the country in the days before Christmas. You're listening to Michael Patrick Shields, radio stations across the state of Michigan, including the Great White North, WMKT, AM and FM, and Traverse City, and Petoskey, and Charlevoix, all the way up to Mackinac Island, and Gaylord, and down in Cadillac, too, WATT, and Ryan Duffy has a special interest in northern Michigan. He's uh, with Enbridge Energy, and uh, we've been watching with great interest the infrastructure project known as the Great Lakes Tunnel that will encase the Line 5 pipelines more than 100 feet below in the bedrock connecting the Upper Peninsula with the Lower Peninsula, and there'll be other service elements in that tunnel, too, and those pipelines have been there just as long as the Mackinac Bridge, built by the same company, but this will tuck everything away nice and safe when they get done spending $500 million to do it. Thank you for being here, and thank you for that investment in Michigan, Mr. Duffy. Good morning. Thank you, Michael Patrick. It's good to talk to you. It sounds like you know all the ins and outs of the project. Well, it's been uh, with great interest over the last few years. It, I guess it's been about five, six, seven years now that this uh, project has been underway. 
And uh, there's something always new. For instance, I hear that you opened a facility in St. Ignace now for monitoring the straits. We did. We were able to cut the ribbon just a couple weeks ago on our new and uh, permanent building there in St. Ignace that will house our Enbridge Straits Maritime Operations Center, is what we call it, or we call it uh, the East Mock, too. Uh, so we've had uh, different locations for the last couple of years, kind of been moving around, but now we're in a, a nice state-of-the-art permanent location, and and so that's where our staff will be 24-7 monitoring and coordinating all of our safety measures there in the Straits. We've invested more than $50 million in that project uh, so far to make sure the Straits are safe as the tunnel project moves forward. Uh, so our staff is there coordinating those electronic signals we send out to every ship coming through to let them know it's a no-anchor zone in the Straits. We also make radio contact with every ship captain to confirm their anchors are up and in position. Uh, then we're monitoring the high-resolution radar scanners we use, all of our weather monitoring tools. And then, of course, our team is watching the video feeds from the seven high-definition cameras we have positioned all around the Straits. And those are able to zoom in to see the anchor position of every ship passing through. So those are really the near-term ways we're working to make the Straits uh, safer. The long-term solution, of course, is the tunnel. So this emergency staff, if something were to happen, they can take action? Yeah, they are cleared to where if anything looks a little suspicious, they can shut down Line 5 until things can be resolved, and they do that through our control center. So we've been monitoring things for a couple of years now there. We've not had an emergency situation, uh, but we're ready if that comes along. And so from what we know, this operation center at the Straits really is a first for any company as far as this level of safety and protections uh, anywhere. You know, this is a first, what we're doing here in Michigan. It's kind of interesting to me that something like that already didn't exist because the bridge is such a, a delicate element there, too, and needs to be protected after all these years. It's been there as long as the pipelines. The bridge didn't have a system like that already in place? Well, I think every ship captain knew and knows that's really a no-anchor zone, and, it, you know, it's on their maps, and there were signs there for years, but this is really stepped up new safety measures, yeah. Uh, how about the tunnel team and the work that's been going on in the Straits for the eventual building of the Great Lakes Tunnel? Yeah, a lot of work going on. The team's focused every day on advancing that project. And so over the last few months, I can tell you we've been uh, working on archaeological surveys, uh, both on water and on land, in the areas where we're going to be doing construction. Uh, so on water, we use radar to scan the lake bed uh, to see uh, what's going on down there and kind of map it out. And then for the on-land survey work, our archaeologists that we use, they're taking samples. They do small little digs. Uh, checking to see if there are any interesting uh, features there on land. You know, it, it's really uh, delicate work in, in what they're doing and taking samples. And then all of that, uh, everything we find goes over to the Army Corps of Engineers as it uh, continues to collect information uh, moving forward with its permit approval for the project. So we're doing all that work partnering, of course, with representatives from uh, Michigan's tribal communities because the Straits is so important uh, to them and, and their history. So we want to make sure they're aware of everything we're doing. So as we work, we actually work with tribal members observing and, and watching what's going on and, what's, and what we're doing there. Just out of curiosity, I never asked you this before, but how close will the Great Lakes Tunnel be to the actual location of the Line 5 pipelines now? 
Uh, it'll it'll be pretty much right under where it's positioned now. Oh. So just off to the west, if if you're crossing the bridge there going north and and look over uh, to your left, it, it'll be out out that way, uh, 60 to 250 feet down below the lake bed. Mm, 250 feet down. What a fascinating project. And so what you don't see but that you've come to enjoy is the energy that's provided uh, through the holidays and, of course, through the cold winter I just talked about that comes from the Line 5 pipelines. Can you describe what benefit we're enjoying from it all these years? Sure. With everything we're doing right now, this time of year, all the hustle and bustle going on, energy, of course, is very important. And our focus is making sure that people have the energy they need right now. So when you look at just the home heating part, hundreds of thousands of people in Michigan use propane for heat, and Line 5 supplies more than half the state's propane. And then when you're traveling, whether it's by air or driving, Line 5 transports that fuel. And, of course, all the trucks out making deliveries right now who need that fuel. And then there are all the different products made from the energy on Line 5. There are more than 6,000 different consumer items uh, made from that. So the bags, the wrapping paper, uh, cameras, video games, uh, all these things that we're buying a lot of right now uh, as we're out shopping. Uh, so we're really proud of that role we have to supply that energy that, that people are depending on. Thanks for the update. I appreciate that. It's, it's extremely fascinating to me. And uh, the timeline at this stage for construction and completion, do you even have a like a proposed end date when it will be open? Well, uh, we're looking to know a lot more in 2023, so that'll be a big yeah. year. Uh, you know, we'll get some news, hopefully, on these permits, but it's really the state and federal permits that drive the whole timeline at this point. So that's that's where we're at, uh, waiting on those permits. Okay, and in the meantime, keeping the existing pipelines, which have been operating safely for more than 60 years, even safer than ever with that new facility in St. Ignace. Thank you so much. We appreciate the update, and we will watch with fascination over the next few years one of the great infrastructure projects and construction projects in Michigan, just connecting the Upper Peninsula with the Lower Peninsula. And, of course, you've got the downstate there, Detroit. They're building the Gordie Howe Bridge, connecting Windsor with Detroit. And uh, Michigan's moving forward. It's Michael Patrick Shields. He's Ryan Duffy with Enbridge Energy. And you can hear that interview all over again and find the information at mibigshow.com. You can listen to every interview we have on this program. They're all podcasted afterward by the wizard known as Tony Cuthbert. And you can also get streaming audio if you're going away on vacation. You want to listen to the program or you're going to winter in Florida and skip all the snow. You can still take us with you every single day through the AT&T microphones. And go Lions! Have you ever been confused and not sure what to do and you needed an advocate? I have. And that advocate for me was Andrew Abood. This is Michael Patrick Shields. Sometimes you get a surprise. Sometimes it's a curveball. Sometimes it's a knuckle sandwich. Sometimes you need some straight advice from someone you can trust. He gave me some of the best advice at a time when I needed it the most and I knew I could trust him. And he did it with style too. An attorney who told me, Eat the french fries when they're hot. 
because life's about making a decision that you feel good about in the end and having the right perspective on things that can seem complicated when it comes to the law. When I ask people in the field of law and in the community about Andrew Abood, the first thing they always say is, he is very intelligent, but he also has a lot of heart and he's modest. When our particular matter was completed, I said to Andrew Abood, you didn't just settle this case, you won it. Well, I'm doing my holiday shopping here at Dusty's Cellar, and I run into the very festive Matt Rhodes. Things are looking great here at Dusty's Cellar. Thanks, Michael. I'm looking for a very busy holiday season. We have great wine inventory, our popular gift baskets, which are great for both family and corporate gift giving. I like looking over these gift baskets that are ready to go, and can I order some ahead of time as well? Yep, we take orders for gift baskets for local delivery, shipping via UPS, or in-store pickup. You know, gift cards are always a good idea, too, and they can be redeemed in the cellar and in the wine bar and at the tap room, or whatever the person likes. And that's the great thing about a gift card. It's a retail, wine bar, casual fine dining, the tap room, our neighborhood pub. Okay, I just need some gift baskets, a 6 for 66 wine club, and some gift cards for friends and business associates, too. Cheers, Michael Patrick. Happy holidays. Do your shopping at Dusty's Cellar with me. Meet some friends for the holidays, too, and have a little fun while you shop. Maybe a glass of wine for yourself. Grand River, a little east of Meridian Mall, DustyCellar.com.